action. Hello and welcome to episode 99 of Your Average Critics, joined by Obi and Chris. 99. Um, Hello. 99, famous for red balloons and flakes. Probably one of the first podcasts in ages, I haven't been hung over the next after. Yep, but we're going to be <laughs> no, hung, you, hung you taking a piss out of what you just said? <laughs> you know, I like dad jokes. Yeah. yeah. My boss at work has horses, right? And she lost her voice and I said, oh, I'm going to call you Shetland because you're a little horse. She didn't find it very funny. Yeah, I don't find that funny either. So yeah, now I'm unemployed. Um, <laughs> so today, mostly we'll be talking about Star Wars Episode Nine: The Rise of I'm Skywalker. Ready. I'm knowledgeable now. Um, Obi has well, seen all nine about. of them recently, no, I presume. No, no, I only watched the first six. Okay, well that's still pretty good, because yeah. I was sitting there thinking, oh, I can't remember half the stuff. First, wait. Oh, yeah, yeah, sorry, yeah, first six, yeah. Um... Yeah, I mean, I can't imagine there's too much film news, to be honest. Mm. Um, so we'll just go straight into it. Uh, spoilers, obviously. Well, quickly. Go on. Oh, you go first, go on. No, because no, I was going to talk about Star Wars. But... Oh, they're releasing the trailer for... Oh, um, New Mutants. New Mutants. Oh, it's actually coming out. Yeah, it's Disney's giving gonna... it a green light. <laughs> Apparently the trailer is amazing. And really? they're gonna... So all the all the three years they've spent <laughs> redoing it. Mm. Um, okay, fair enough. Also, yeah. did anyone see the trailer for Tenet? Yeah, it's Nolan's new film. Nolan film. Yeah, that looks trippy as hell. I have think... no idea what's going on. I literally there. haven't got a Scooby. Do you know what though? Oh, it may be because I've only seen him in Black Klansman, but I don't really. I'm not a really big fan of John David Washington's acting. Okay, it's quite wooden. Um, but I'm hoping this one's different because I've only seen him in Black Cl- Black Klansman. So yeah, I'm hoping it's different. But the film looks mad. Like yeah, like proper trippy. Yeah. <laughs> I was watching I it. I was like, like I've seen no the trailer for this. Did we see the trailer when we watched Star Wars? No. I got told off. I'm, well, I didn't. The man next to me asked me to put my phone away while the trailers were going on. Sounds <laughs> right, man. I saw the trailer for Sonic with the different eyes. Yeah. It made no difference to me. It looks much better though. I, I mean, it, looks so much it didn't bother me in the slightest. It bothered me. I'm not gonna lie. But I thought it looked shit. Yeah, the first it's, to be fair, it looks shit. <laughs> it kind of like cats look shit. Well, I mean, you've seen it. Do you want to just give us? A I was going to say, do you want to talk about that first? What? Um, one way for me to sum up this film is that I fell asleep, and when I woke up. <laughs> I was angry that the film was still on. <laughs> the film is fucking... T- it's so shit. What, like, what's shit about it? It's just like... You don't really know what's going on, um, okay. for one. The film just starts, and obviously it's a musical, right? But it's literally 95% in song. Oh. It is like... See, I turned off the the Johnny Depp one, the Demon Barber of Fleet Street, whatever yeah. it's called, Sweeney Todd, after about a minute and a half yeah. because it was all song. Yeah. I was like, nah. <laughs> I just can't do it. Like, Obviously, I like a musical as much as the next guy, but it was literally just continuous, continuous songs. Um, Rebel Wilson was in it. She's not funny at all. Um, and just like, I just couldn't grasp what was going on and what, what the story what the plot line was what the storyline was how, and the, in terms of the people and how they look do you get over the fact that they're all covered in fur yeah I got over, I got over that pretty quickly although one thing is a bit weird because they're kind of like I would say the cats are it's kind of like sexualised not sexualised but like it's a bit like you know so sort of like Barbie has it's a bit it's, a bit, it's and... a bit sexy oh okay at times not in terms of like I'm attracted to them but in terms of they try, <laughs> in terms of they try to be you know, kind of like a bit surly or whatever. Okay. Um, Ray Winston's in it, at which point I should have just left because that pissed me off. Because I'm like, what the fuck is Ray Winston in with cats? <laughs> I really got it. Was he, was he like a British bulldog or something? I don't know, he was I a know cat. he was a dog, but he was not a cat. cat but... is, oh, every... Was he like, all right, cats, yeah, the fuck's it going? <laughs> Everything 
They're all cats. Every, everyone's a cat. Well, they're pussy jokes. You hit no. no oh. well, I might fall asleep to be fair. You hear. Actually, there might be a pussy joke actually. I'm not sure. But um, you hear a dog. But apart from that, it's all cats. No humans, no nothing. But, and also, they make it so like everyone's supposed to be cat size and like the size of an actual cat. But it doesn't quite work in the way they shoot it because a lot of times it looks like they're full size people. And then suddenly it looks like they're tiny cats. And oh, okay. It, doesn't really work like the whole the film in general was terrible which is a shame I say it's a shame not really a shame but the cast is strong but the film shit so the shit. parts are big the, the sum of the whole is less than the whole of the parts or whatever it's thing. shit that's all we need to know like I wouldn't literally that's one film one of the films I've seen do that I would not recommend anyone to go see and what's the other oh no but that's the one that's sticking out my mind right okay. now like that is it's generally top five worst films I've seen this year it is rubbish and I've seen about 70 films this year Fair it, enough. It is terrible. It is fucking terrible. Let's move, let's, let's move on. We move uh, on. Have you watched Don't Fuck With Cats? No, I've not watched Don't Fuck I'm With Cats, but that. from shitty cats to fucking with cats, do you want to give us a quick overview? There's not really much I can say without giving it away. Okay, well, what but is it? It's a documentary that these people see an online video, a viral video going around of a guy killing cats. Oh, okay. And this group of people start investigating it, and basically it just becomes worse and worse and worse. And it's a really good series, and I, I like the series. Well, I didn't, obviously, I didn't like I was intrigued by the series, but the very last bit that the woman says to the, to the audience really pissed me off. I can't remember what it was, but, yeah, it, it just annoyed me. So is it like a normal documentary style where someone's being like, there was a series of murders, and then they interview people? Or no, how do they so you, don't know, you don't know like what the end, end product of this whole thing is. You just know there is someone filming these dead cats... They're trying to figure out who this person is, and it's just a group of people made a group on Facebook. Oh, so they've kind of filmed their investigations. Yeah. Right. Okay, that makes sense. Okay, well that sounds interesting. Yeah, it's good. I'd recommend it. Um, just don't be pissed off by the woman at the end, like I was. Mm. She just made a comment, and I was just like, "Wow, just fuck off, dickhead." But that's <laughs> it. yeah. Did you actually talk about the Irishman? I feel like we did. Yeah, yeah. did yeah. Okay, what are your thoughts on it then? Yeah, what do you think about it? No, no, it's a good film. Uh, just, a bit, just a bit long. No, it's a bit long for me. Uh, I thought I thought it didn't need to be that long, but it was a good film. Uh, I like the way you saw the way he built up his reputation. Mm. I think and we said that we felt it could have been longer because there's so much that you don't see. Oh, yeah, it could have been longer. It could have been like I a mini series because there was a lot of like yeah. jumps, time jumps and stuff. But yeah, I mean, it was it was too long for a film, but not long enough for the whole story. Anything else you want to mention about the Irishman? No, mate. Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what do we even say? No, it's, it's fine. fine. No. Um, Sorry, I interrupted it, the flow. It's a it, no, it's a good film. Uh, star studded cl- uh, star studded cast. Oscar worthy. Mm, maybe. There's a For few what, little. Though? There's a few Acting. little errors. What? What errors? Uh, there's a bit where it's collar up. Then the camera panned round behind him and his collar was down. And he panned back around again and his collar was up. Oh, God. Like, what? You are nitpicking. I know. <laughs> I know. And Yeah. It's all right. CGI wasn't too bad either, actually. I thought mm. CGI was quite good, obviously. I mean, do you know what? I, I, had, I did say that when he was very young, um, the CGI looked quite ropey. Yeah. But not as bad as the young CGI for Luke and Leia in Star Wars Do Rise of Skywalker. That you... was awful. That looked like the um, the Clone Wars animation I series. I think me and you have very different um, 
views on what is good and bad TGI because I thought it was okay and obviously you don't think it was alright. And the same with um, Terminator. I thought that CGI when they were young was alright and obviously you thought that was crap too. For me, I mean, maybe I've, my expectations are too high but if I can... Te- like, if, if I look at it and I think, oh gosh, that actually looks like a cartoon face, yeah. then I, I think it's good. Sorry. I mean, is beeping because it, it does look like what they looked like when they were younger but, yeah. it, but it looks like an animated version of what they looked like yeah. when they were younger not okay. photo like, okay, not, you know not like I see what you're saying yeah. I've, I think the one from was it Force Awakens with the old Sith guy or maybe it was Rogue One um, in fact Rogue One's looked better than than this uh, yeah so but that leads us nicely on to Rise of Skywalker, right, can episode I quickly, 9. Can I quickly, conclusion of the Skywalker Quickly, saga. quickly, quickly, sorry. Before we get into episode 9, um, I just want to quickly talk about my journey through episodes 1, one, one through 6. It's taken over 26 four, years and 3 months. <laughs> but to be honest, I watched them all in, within the space of about 10 days. So it's turned, it said to me that it was just me lacking motivation more than me not actually yeah. wanting to watch them. Come here, it did lend... All you did let yeah, you let me for about a year and yeah. I didn't watch. I watched forty five minutes of A New Hope and I just didn't watch it anymore. But right, quick thoughts. Um number four, average. To put it out there. Okay. Not, not that not that great. George Lucas is not good at directing, in my personal opinion. Okay. Story, fantastic. Direction, no. What the, was wrong with the direction? I think some of the lines um in the film, some of the I don't know if it's to do with direction, but the way scenes transition, I don't know if I say anything to do with direction. That'd be editing, editing. But he would have a say in that, yeah. lot, most likely. Some of the way scenes transition, I think, is... I think, start, are you talking about the swipes? Yeah. That, that's, a, that's a Star Wars so, thing. Is that Star Wars thing? Okay. It happens in all the films. Okay. And I think it's, it's the most Adobe Final Cut Pro version of editing. Yeah. Like, I would have done that in GCC, yeah. right? Just a swipe or yeah. like a... Like one of the diamond ones. You know, like when you transition yeah. on a PowerPoint. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, like bold and swivels. You know I don't mind a swipe if it goes to... So say me, us three are chatting, we're doing a scene, and it swipes, and suddenly, I don't know, Chris's mum is cooking dinner, whatever, whatever. But I don't like us three talking, whatever. We do a swipe, and we're still talking. Yeah. That's what happens quite yeah, a lot it, in the it, film. It did seem quite... Um, Amateur, yeah, but it seemed. I don't know whether they've just sort of stuck with that because that is. I definitely noticed that through the the latest trilogy mm. as well. But yeah, I take your point on the editing. Um, but yeah, uh, average film in my personal opinion. Okay, like, remind us what happens in A New Hope. A new is that hope, what it's called? A New, a new hope. hope, yeah. A New Hope. Um, uh, what's his name? Luke Skywalker is introduced. Um, you find you see that obviously his parents are are dead. Um, he's been taken care of by his aunt and uncle. Doesn't really know where he comes from. He meets Ben Kenobi, um, also known as Obi Wan Kenobi, um, and basically finds out about um, the Empire and you know Darth Vader and all that shit. And then he goes to uh, where the fuck does he go to? Him and Ben Ken- him and Ben Kenobi go to where the fuck do they go to? Tatooine. I don't know. Yeah, they're already in Tatooine. Yeah, but they go to. Jakku. So, some, yeah, somewhere, because they want to get on... It's the only other planet. I don't know, I can't remember. I can't remember the details. But they go somewhere because they want to get somewhere. In that place, they meet Han Solo and, che- and Chewie. Um, and then they all venture. Because they want to rescue Princess Leia. That's the one. Um, they, all go, they all go to find out where Princess Leia is. They meet Princess Leia. Luke fancies her. <laughs> I am adamant that George Lucas didn't plan for those two to be brother and sister when, the, when he started the films. There was, I was talking to Dan Brennan about it, who's obviously he's a big Star Wars fan. 
I was saying, oh, do you think he planned that? He's like, yeah, yeah, definitely. I was like, no fucking way did he plan. Because mm-hmm. you see, even the way the film, it's the film is so suggestive in terms of there's Luke and Leia's um, first scene together. Leia is, Leia's in like the most suggestive positioning. She's kind of like sat with a um, bear, like, and she's looking like, obviously she's, she's not curvy, but she looks like bear curvy, like a little like, with a hand on her head and like kind of thing. And I was watching this thinking, there was no way that he planned for them to, it was supposed to be a love triangle. I'm convinced of that. Um, and the fact that obviously in the next film, which bothers me in Empire Strikes Back when or was it Empire Strikes Back or is it? Yeah, because the the sixth one is Return of the Jedi, isn't it? Yeah, is it? Or which is it one the is the one where it was revealed where um, Leia's sister? Oh, Empire it? Strikes Back. I think. Is it number five? Yeah. Whichever one it is, doesn't matter. Um, when um, <laughs> when he no he says I think it's I think it's I think it's number six actually when he says to her oh yeah you're my sister and she's like oh I knew. I feel like I always knew. That's bullshit. Because you fucking kissed him more than one, more than once. Once on the lips, twice on the, the cheeks dick. or whatever. And I'm, <laughs> you did it. And I'm thinking, there's no way you planned for this to happen. And I was like, imagine potential, like not outrage, but the weirdness now if someone did that in the modern in the modern era, mm. like have a potential brother and sister kiss each other and then reveal to the next one their brother and sister. It's fucking yeah. weird, mate. I think uh, there are similar. Plot strangenesses in this new trilogy that we will get onto. Also, sorry, 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 sorry. Look, also, in uh, sorry, this is the last thing I'm going to say about the old films because I can't both talk about about them anymore. Although Empire Strikes Back is the best one of those three. Okay. Um, is that the one where Luke, you're my father? Or yes. Okay. Um, Sick line. Uh, when they're talking about uh, Ben, Obi Wan Kenobi, and Yoda are talking about um, Luke saying he's their last hope, blah blah blah, and then. Um, Yoda says no there is another and then obviously you're talking about Leia being the other Skywalker um, and in the prequels Ben, ben Obi-Wan Kenobi and Yoda are the two people who know that Padme's had twins though they're Luke and Leia and they're both Skywalkers obviously and then they, they're the ones who separate them so how would Obi-Wan Kenobi not know in the future ones that Leia's yeah. do you know what I mean but anyway it doesn't, it doesn't matter obviously. see I feel like I, f- I think and I don't know it's for like certain but I think George Lucas has said that he'd always planned for one, two, and three mm. to have come after four, five, and six because of technological advances or mm. whatever. What technological advances he means, I do not know because. In fairness, well, this, this is. I mean, these films are forty years old. Yeah, so. in, in nitpick, the majority of the actions, especially in A New Hope, the majority of the action sequences, um, especially the lightsaber battles, aren't very good. Even for a film that old, I think are pretty bad. Say. Fair enough, and but I don't think sci-fi was that massive of a thing back yeah. in the seventies. I might be wrong, but um, and also the oh. prequels. Quickly, sorry guys, prequels. Uh, Phantom Menace, I think is actually pretty decent, but it's more of like a political thing. So I can understand why people don't like it because yeah. they used to like Star Wars battles. Attack of the Clones is fucking terrible. Um, Revenge of the Sith is okay, but the guy who plays Anakin is a pretty terrible actor, so it makes it yeah. hard, a bit hard to watch. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. But I feel like, yeah, he definitely did four, five, and six, and then was like, oh, maybe we should do a prequel. Yeah. But then you think, you would you would pick up on those things, like Kenobi saying, oh, he doesn't know, you know, that there's another one, or whatever. Mm. And but Yeah, it just seems to be a bit of a mess. Mm. Um, Unless the other one is meant to be Ray. I mean, he could probably come, come out and say that, can't he? But then... Yeah. In Rise of Skywalker, it's revealed that Luke trained Leia in the Jedi for a bit. Which I know. 
Mm-hmm. Which I think also, is a bit of a red Which I don't, yeah, 100%. Also, Obi believes the same thing as me that Jar Jar Binks was meant to be oh, one, the one and only. 100 one, one and truly Sith not, Lord. Not, maybe not. Maybe not the one and true Sith Lord, but 100% he was supposed to be some sort of Sith bad, bad guy. Bad guy, yeah. Really? Because I, I watched a video on it basically, it's talking about all the shit that. Um, uh, like he, te- he takes the piss out of like Jedi, like when Qui Gon's teaching Anakin, uh, Jar Jar Binks is taking the piss in the background, and then there's a there's a bit where um, Qui Gon and or Obi Wan are doing the thing where they tell the droids to ke- keep moving. Mm. Oh, it's when um, uh, Jar Jar Binks is in the dome with all the balls, and Jar Jar Binks conveniently makes all the balls like tumble out and then kills loads of people around him, and he's just like, oh yeah, no. And he can jump really high, like Sif, uh, like Jedi. And in the second film, he has a political standing as well. He um, also um, sparks, not sparks, but when um, Anakin and Padme first introduce each other, he goes to um, Anakin, oh, she's hot. Yeah. Which sparks, obviously. The romance, yeah. Romance but, so, he does, am I right in thinking he doesn't have a big part in the second film? No, because no, everyone hates him. Because everyone hated him. Like they did to um, Rose, what's her face in this film? Yeah. <laughs> Completely cut Kelly Marie Tran, yeah. I actually was surprised Same. she had as much scenes in this film that, yeah. that she did. She got but, bare backlash from the last film, though. Yeah, like, I mean... She didn't, she was not, uh, unfortunately for her, she was an unnecessary character in the previous film, I feel. Yeah. Uh, I feel every scene she was in, sorry, every scene she was in, I thought was... So, yeah. <laughs> so, so the, the new trilogy, you had The Force Awakens, J.J. Abrams, sets up a load of stuff... Ryan Johnson sort of was like mm, not Fuck really not this. really feeling yeah. that JJ I'm just going to sort of divert and kind of you know oh you're setting up who Ray's parents are nah they're nobody's mate Snoke nah I'm not feeling him yeah. mate all together nah. yeah. <laughs> and then JJ said lol oh. <laughs> went back to his do you know what that's my biggest problem with this film it's re- it's a retcon why, 100% why, why? it's a two and a half two and a 10 minute hour long why was JJ not part of the second film because it was supposed to be JJ Abrams Ryan Johnson Colin Trevorrow and Colin Trevorrow did Jurassic World but Jurassic World was Colin Trevorrow's second ever film made a billion and a half was very well received his next film which was an indie film called The Book of Henry was slated Mm. about three weeks after that he was fired over creative differences Mm. and they brought JJ Abrams back on do you know what I think the bigger issue of this, of this trilogy is, is that um, it's all well and good having like different directors and fair enough, but it's also written by different people. Whereas like the first uh, three Star Wars films, um, they weren't all directed by George Lucas, but they were all written by George Lucas. Yeah, oh, they don't even have to be written by the same guy. They, you just need to have the same one direction. consistent. Yeah. Like so, if JJ, you know, was quite involved in the whole story, mm. like it, to me, it doesn't feel like. Even though they knew it was going to be a trilogy, it doesn't really feel like they mapped out the trilogy Mm-mm. very well, um, which is a problem. So if even if the two other directors had directed these films, if JJ was like the head, you know, like Benioff and Vice were on Game of Thrones mm. or you know whatever, if there's that consistent what, Feige for Marvel, for yeah. instance, if there was that one consistent being like, no, this doesn't make sense, this doesn't relate to what someone said in Episode Two, and yeah. you know, that you need someone who's got a Encyclopedic knowledge yeah. of Star Wars, being like, "This makes sense. You need to do this." Because hire a team of people. Yeah, because Ryan Johnson was able to do his own thing, which is fine. Directors love creative freedom, but he pretty much, you know, audiences weren't massively well. They were quite divided on the Last Jedi. Um, um, I would say, 
uh, audiences, maybe not critics, audiences in general, didn't like The Last Jedi. Yeah. See, for me, I was saying this over in the car, like, I mean, when the seventh one came out, I, I'm pretty sure I didn't like it. If we went back... You were quite yeah. vitriolic on And it. then, <laughs> I think, like, a few months back, I rewatched it and I said, actually, it wasn't as bad as I first thought. And this might have been prior to me seeing The New Hope. Okay. In which case, I thought, Jesus, New Hope is... It's the same. Is <laughs> it's terrible, the same film. like... Are we talking and about Force Awakens now? Are we talking about Last Jedi? So I was talking, I was a bit of both. Oh, okay, I was sorry. talking a bit of both. Um, I almost feel like I know we haven't started talking about this film yet, but like I've been thinking about it. And I almost feel like, you know how I said like the seventh film is like, it's a new hope basically mm. with a little little bits of other films here and there. Yeah. And then the, the eighth film is basically the fifth film with a smush of like another film as well. But really right. fan driven, I feel the second film was. I feel like the third film is like a smush of seven and eight, like the terms of like trying to go a new direction and trying to be real fan service, mm. smushed together yeah. to make this. I'm think, not sure what I you think, call it. I think <laughs> this film makes Last Jedi worse. Yeah. Yeah, it, it, it makes it worse, yeah. So, I mean, if I remember The Last Jedi correctly, there were, so of Force Awakens. I personally feel that they were sort of going down the line of, um, similarly, a love triangle between Ray, Kylo Ren, and maybe Finn. Maybe that was I, just my I, I didn't inference. See, I didn't see this love triangle. I I, I I saw there was a frisson between Ray and Kylo Ren, mm. but I expected them to end up being brother and sister. Do you know what? I think the same things happened. You know? Did you just say this? I feel like the same things happened. I feel like they were meant to be rela- related in some way. Mm. And I need to get onto that as well. Yeah, yeah, I feel yeah. like I feel like they were meant to be related, or don't be surprised. Or she she was either meant to be nothing, or they were meant to be related, and it's kind of like one person said something, one person said the other thing, and then yeah. the other person's gone. So, right. so th- this is the problem that this trilogy's had with not having a consistent, or at least from my understanding, it doesn't seem like there's a consistent. Like Kathleen Kennedy's produced all of these, but it doesn't seem like she's too involved in it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so you've got. The eighth film was Finn and Rose. Mm-hmm. They had a little kiss, and then there was a hint I thought of Poe and um, and Ray as well. I yeah, think. and then like this film, yeah, like Finn seems very platonic with yep. Rose, and it's sort of like mm, got what I wanted. Yeah, bit of nookie, and none. Yeah, he didn't really. Wa- did he want it in the eight? I thought it was more she did it in a spur of the moment. She thought she was gonna die, kind of thing. I think. I, well, I got the feeling that it was mutual. Mm. Um, in the end yeah I think but like yeah I feel bad for that actress because she got a bit of a backstory in The Last Jedi like yeah. you know her, something to do with her sister and yeah. and she helped free her and then here she like I think there's a line in the film where she's like yeah I have to stay here uh, at mm. base mm. and you could see the actress was like fuck yeah. you they complete I don't mind that because I think one thing and also the actors talk about this as well one thing that I don't like about The Last Jedi, which I actually quite like in general, is that um, Ray, Finn and Poe don't spend that, all that much time together. It's like and separate think, journeys. Yeah, yeah, and I think those three are like the core yeah, that's what we, of the film. Yeah. Like they're your Luke, Leia and whoever else. Han. Han. Yeah. yeah. I mean, pretty much. And that's what I liked about this film is that they're all together. Yeah. It... <sighs> I think it centralised the story a bit too much because it's like a sense of Obes. I think like in most of the other films it's been like a pivotal character, so in one, two, and three, it's Anakin, but the main characters essentially are Qui Gon and Obi Wan, Obi Wan Anakin, Obi Wan Anakin again, with a bit of 
had made coming in here and there, right? And then four, five, six. Majority of the film is it's pretty much Luke Luke Skywalker, mm. and then you've got uh, Leia, Han, mm. Chewie, mm. and you've got drips and drabs of others like Yoda and Ben. But this one, I feel like they've tried to do like two main stories. They tried to go with Ray, and they tried to go with Kylo Ren, and then when it's kind of converged, it hasn't quite come off the way they've wanted it to. In the fact that it's like made met in the middle almost. I feel like I don't know how to explain it. Like. I feel like in this film, it was meant to be... I feel like everyone must know, must feel this. Good, evil, crossover. Yeah. One turns evil, one turns good. But what actually happened was... Good, evil. One looked like they were going to go evil, stayed good. And then the other one went good as well. Did anyone ever think that Ray was actually going to be evil, though? Well, I would have liked to have been her, her to be an evil for about ten minutes, at mm. least. Come on, like... Mm. A bit of, like, yeah. dying, like... A bit of, like, oh, shit. Like, mm. this could go down, like... Mm. The fight scene between... Uh, do you know what? I feel like I'm diving in too deep. I feel no, like we should no. start from the beginning. No, no, no. And work our way through. No, we'll just go naturally. But like, I feel like that scene where she's doing the... It's almost like they're having... They're doing it exactly... They're, they're literally stealing stuff from the other films, aren't they? The the Force Cave or whatever it was in the other films. Yeah. That's essentially what she went into. Yeah. And she was fighting the evil version of herself. And she fought her evil self for, what, 20 seconds? Literally, yeah. yeah and then she, she goes into Kylo Ren, who's like, be with me. Don't be against me, mm. and then he ends up being this, and that's it as well. Power scaling, it doesn't make sense in these films. Seven Ray is fucking unbeatable by the looks of it. Like, like Kylo Ren's fucking smashing her, and then she just gets the force in her and she fucks him up. And then the the, the eighth film, I can't remember who was fucking sick at fighting in that film. They both went together and they're both pretty equal. And in this film, Ray uh, Kylo Ren was like way overpowering Ray, and the only reason she won was because he felt his mother. His mother's presence flutter away. I know. Yeah. I feel. I do feel like we should start from the beginning though, because I feel like we're, we're gonna miss stuff if we don't. Okay, so I want to say that one of my biggest uh, qualms with this film, and maybe Star Wars in general, but it's not necessarily a bad thing. But I was feel it was more pronounced in this film. There are absolutely zero stakes. There is not a second where I think a character is in any sort of danger. Chewie being destroyed, not a chance. Yeah, because thought... five seconds later, you see him. Yeah. There is no peril for any of the characters. Oh, remember that character that died right at the first film in episode one? He's back as a ghostly apparition. Han Solo's back. You just... There are no stakes. And even in Marvel films, right, you know that people... Oh, there are zero stakes in Marvel. Yeah, but there's still... You know, they leave it a little bit longer. It, this is literally like... You can't, ch- it's funny. What about Oprah? Yeah. Accidentally recorded Didn't over make the edit. <laughs> But no, but like, at least, you know, um, what was it? Winter Soldier, you think, oh, Nick Fury might be dead. And it's at least half hour, 45 yeah. minutes before you see him again, right? Yeah. And whilst you think, oh, they're really not going to kill him off, are they? Mm. For a bit, you might be like, oh, okay. Even at the end of Infinity War, you think, no, are some of these going to survive? Mm. I do feel like, though, in this film... So, for example, Poe could have died, and we would have been like, "Oh my god, that's that's sad," and we could have, and we would have been okay. We would have got over it. Finn, if he had died, it would have been real shock factor, and we would have been okay with it, and we would have got over it. And even if, spoiler, as this whole thing is anyway, Ray dying at the end, that could have been fine. 
Yeah, I was actually sort of like... Because it's the that, end of the fucking trilogy. Yeah, yeah. So they could have just and ended it, it there. And it ends her journey. Yeah, and I was like, right. So and even she if... saves... Um, Kylo Ren. Kylo Ren. And that's her sacrifice. No, oh, and... she didn't. No, she didn't save. She saved. She killed everyone and she died. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's it. So she sacrifices herself, which is the ultimate good, right? Yeah. So... I've got something else to say about that, though. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's just... It's like an anim- kid's animation, right? Yeah. Where they can't be scared, so you have to resolve the danger very quickly. And it's literally every t- like when the ship exploded with Chewie, I was like, "Nah, he's not dead." I thought I th- I thought for a solid minute that she actually could, and I thought and the thing is that that excited me. At the, yeah, the because fact that she would have had conflict in herself. Exactly. Like, oh my she, god, I oh, killed Chewie. Do you know what she would have been better off at the end? Because mm. you know they're like this life partners and all this bullshit. Mm. They're better off that they better off they're kissing each other, both dying, and their life energy going out to save all the other fucking people. Maybe. Yeah. I it's just for me that was just I was literally I was kind of bored because I was like I know what's going to happen none of these characters are in danger numbers, even that um you know Poe's brief love interest on that um planet that was a waste of time as well and and she, I was like oh she's dead oh poor Poe he's like oh no not even she's, no, she's dead not. and how the fuck did she make it out oh I don't know how did she even make it out he, she gave her his watch call it to get um, yeah. to get off the planet that's the so this film is so kind of paint by numbers it's like yeah. hmm these characters need a first order chip to get by yeah. oh let's just invent this random backstory we can explain Even in a minute fucking, of dialogue the fucking MacGuffin to find the um, yeah the, the pyramid thing. yeah the, pyramid, the, pyramid the Sith thing. seeker yes come on what that's a terrible name yeah. I'm sorry I was, but, can but, I quickly sorry because just we're talking about things that annoy us about Star Wars <laughs> I was saying to Chris I really don't like. Um, obviously, I know it's like iconic tradition Star Wars. I really don't like at the beginning of the film the scroll bit because mm. it just kind of says explains a load of stuff without actually telling us or showing us what happened. Yeah. Oh, the dead speak. Palpatine's alive. I feel like Palpatine being alive would have been a bit of a shock, but a they already spoiled it. Yeah, in the they trailer. should have done that. I don't understand why they did that. It really pisses me off. Like they they left nothing up to the imagination. I could have guessed about 50% of this film, if not more. Yeah. Like, in terms of, I guess that... Oh, where, where do we start, really? Uh, where does the film start? Well, it starts with Kylo Ren. Um, he... To be like this scene. He gets the Sith Seeker. Oh, he, yeah. he starts killing Bear Mandem. Bear gets, yeah. gets well, the that, Sith I've Seeker. I've got a problem with that as well. Gets the Sith Seeker, goes to X... Garon or yeah, something. Sees Darth Sidious. Sees there's loads of clones of Snork in the little yeah. thing. Uh, that was another retcon. So like, I was Snowball Snoke, along. So, yeah. Like, no fucking... Even that... Oh, this is what I mean about... That's another... Sorry, yeah, sorry, yeah, sorry. Yeah. That's another thing. There's so many... There's so many instances in this film where you can see J.J. Abrams has been like, oh, yeah, fuck you, Ryan Johnson. Yeah. And just fucking reverse oh, all the stuff that he's done. Yeah. Which yeah, is kind of yeah, raw. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, you want to... Uh, go back to your vision of the film fair enough but like it's literally there's so many blatant like fuck they should have just got him to do the whole trilogy yeah or they should have got or they should got um, George Lucas to have a map of the where it should go mm. and what should happen almost like Game of Thrones-esque mm. you know the ending mm. and then these two can battle it out how they get there I don't there. think he didn't I think he they, has they, said they, on record they, that he wanted nine originally but I don't they, think they didn't let him they didn't let him get involved in any of these I heard, really. I would say yeah. to Chris I heard that he wasn't even invited to the premiere really yeah Fair enough. But, but so he gets the Sith Seeker and then 
what you I think you cut to the the base with Leia and there's quite there's about 10 15 minutes of Leia because evidently they were like we've only got X amount of footage of Carrie Fisher. Is it is it Leia or is it you see a bit of Leia and then and then Ray's going to do a little training, training. which is a little horse shit as well. Don't we see Poe before this? Po, we don't we see Poe, Finn and uh, uh, Chewie on the ship. Isn't that before this bit? Trend. What are they doing again? Space jumping. Tart space jump. Oh, yeah, yeah. They, like, they wreck the ship and then she does her training mm. and they come together and they're like, oh, why'd you wreck the ship? Oh, oh, you. And, yeah, oh, and that oh, bickering yeah. made me think, okay, they're going to try and force like a love triangle sexual tension kind of thing between them. But they, to be fair, they didn't, they do, didn't, they didn't uh, do any of that. But so one big problem again with me is, oh, they need this thing. Oh, there it is. Mm. How convenient. Mm. What, 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 what? Like, when, when like, a, a, a quest is sort of set up, you know, oh, this dagger, we can't translate it. And then C-3PO's like, oh, yeah, I can. But, oh, I, it's forbidden. Oh, I remember this guy that I met 15 years ago. He can translate things from robots' heads. But, oh, it might wipe your memory. Oh, R2-D2 keeps a backup. It was just, literally, it's just like, why are you even pretending there's any sort of like, you know, mystery to this? I got idea you might that. as well just say, I can't translate that, but R2D2 as a backup. So that little Bubba, F- Bubba Frick thing. Yeah, Bubba he was Frick. jokes. I did loved you, I was, it. Did you not laugh when he when C three PO called Bubba Frick his oldest friend after like yeah. two seconds? I was cracking up. But it's just like it was just like oh okay yeah. You know, there was no. Again, no stakes. There was no kind of, oh, will they ever find this? And everything was resolved within like five seconds. It was like, oh, we need the dagger. Where is it? Oh, there it is. Oh, we can't translate it. Oh, yes, we can. It was just like, oh, right, fine. It's really boring. I, I was actually quite bored. Mm. Um, and I know they have to wrap it up, but it felt a little bit rushed. Um, I also feel like they were trying to imply a romance or a a love for, from Finn to Ray because when they go in the quicksand, he says, oh, I would just want to tell you. So, and then they mention it a couple of times and then they're like, oh, I'll just leave so, it here. I agree with you. However, and I think this is stupid, apparently JJ Abrams said what Finn was going to tell Ray was that he was force sensitive. But um, my thing is like, why would that be like the thing you're panicking to tell her? Why wouldn't yeah. you just tell her that normally? Yeah. Because that's not really, it's not like sort of thing that should be a secret. No, exactly. He's not like, you know, and, and why would he not want Poe to know that either? Like, it doesn't. Exactly. And also, yeah, in this film, he does, there's a couple of times where that, oh, I felt He's that. got a feeling. And I don't know he, if he was p- taking the piss or not, but. I think, like, he, I think he is force he's, sensitive. He's not a Jedi, is he? So how is he. How do you know he's not a Jedi? Well, I guess I don't. I think he is force sensitive. But I think the thing is, like, it's supposed to be. Because even, um, even the, uh, what do you call it? The other girl that they meet, um, our Janna? Jen? Jen? What's her name? I don't know. The, uh, other, the, the other woman who, who was, was taken. Yeah, 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 yeah. And she even she says about um, them, they're all those, those re- uh, rebels getting orders and they all just had a feeling mm. and they just didn't do it. So I think the implication might be that they were force sensitive as well. Do you reckon they were supposed to be related or who? is she Calrissian's daughter? See, was I was saying a... this at the end. Uh, I think there was like, some implication there because it almost sounded like he had lost someone and she had lost people. But... I mean, uh, I don't know. I think that'll be a bit of a reach. Probably, but they've reached quite a bit. And I get what you mean about the journeys, because every journey she seemed to find her thing. Even a fucking ship coming out of the water. Yeah, well... Oh, Luke. That Luke, pissed me off. Luke, didn't Luke say in The Last Jedi, oh, I can't leave this island because I broke my ship? Mm. And he wanted to be away from the Jedi so there was, should be no lightsabers. 
And even yeah, he threw throws away the lightsaber in last Jedi, which people hated because obviously it's not his. It's not. His and then this time he goes, "You don't throw away a lightsaber." And exactly, and that's another one where he's like, "Oh yeah, fuck you, Ryan Johnson." Mm. <laughs> I'm just like, "Oh my god, it's so fucking blatant." Also, I feel like the the romance the romance between Kylo Ren and Rey was so forced, did not feel organic at all. I did not feel like she was ever gonna kiss him. Well, I mean, I knew she was because of the way they were setting it up. But I was like, I don't, I don't feel it. I don't really feel his his turn to the good side either because mm. I feel like this trilogy has lacked a big bad villain, mm. right? It was sort of maybe Snoke from The Force Awakens, but then that was quickly quelled. Kylo Ren was never really a villain because he was always quite conflicted from the start. Yeah. But then also on that, I don't really see how he's much of a redeemable character because. He does some pretty terrible things. Like, not only is he commanding the the First Order, which, again, I don't quite get because he doesn't seem to be respected by that many people, but he kills his father. At the beginning of this film, he's killed a lot of people. Mm. And then every so often, he's sort of like, oh, I'm conflicted. Stop murdering people then. I agree. It doesn't seem like... He seems like he goes from literally one extreme to the other oh. and he's not anywhere in the middle, which whereas if he was supposed to be a conflicted character, he should be. He shouldn't be killing mercilessly whole populations of people and then be, and then 20 minutes later being like, oh, mm. I, I don't really want to be Darth Sidious's pawn. Mm. Do you know what I didn't like? The fucking mole. Oh, yeah, General Hux. General Hux. That pissed me off. Do you know what? I didn't mind him being the mole, but I think his reasoning for being the mole was a bit... Shit. He's like, I just, I just need Kylo Ren to lose kind yeah. of thing. Which, I mean, I, I understand. But, yeah, to say same as you, like... I was kind of glad really that that guy was like, nah, you're fucking dead, yeah. Because yeah. Yeah. it made more sense to kill him than to, like, believe him kind of thing. Um, yeah, definitely. Um, so a couple of things I would like to talk about. Go for it. Um, the first thing is... I think that... Maybe we should talk about first. Okay, so sticking on Palpatine. Um, I don't like the fact that they just said, yeah, Palpatine's alive now. And yeah. he's just alive. Obviously, I know in the in the cartoons and stuff, I think you were saying that, that he comes back to life, no? No, I was saying Please? that in the cartoons, they have Darth think Lucas Torero. Yeah, mate. And basically, he's the master of Darth Sidious, and he's the one who implies that you can bring life back or mm. do some dark okay. Jedi Which shit. is fair enough, but we don't... Like, I would say a strong section of people don't watch uh, these cartoons. So the fact oh, yeah, that you yeah. can just bring people back to life, to me, without really any explanation, I don't think, is a bit stupid. Also, how... Like, maybe this is me, but... I can't imagine, like, many... So, this Star Wars trilogy has found a new audience mm. of young kids. How mm. many of those will have seen 4, 5, and 6 or yeah. remember them? Yeah. I, when I heard the laugh of the ha 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 at the end of the trailer, didn't know that was Palpatine. Mm. So, when someone's like, oh, that's Palpatine, mm. I was like, who the fuck is that? Because mm. I don't remember those films particularly well. Mm. So, for them to, like, essentially almost 35 years later bring back this character that mm. some people will not understand the significance of aka me yeah so it was just like it wasn't teased it just yeah it, and it just... wasn't teased at any point was it ever teased mm-hmm. in 7 or 8 they just decided to fling it in well, I think that Palpatine being being alive being, and then to, in 8 the they did what did they do at the very end they, they did the voice of Palpatine did they? Yeah, and everyone was like, what's that voice? Who's that voice? I don't remember, to be fair. 
because you might be right. You're probably, you're probably right. But I just think that like it, it, it just like they just forced him in there. But as a, and maybe it was J.J. Abrams' um, plan all along for that to be you know the big bad and whatever. But I just think they could have put a few more hints in there for hints the audience there, yeah. to think, oh, maybe he is still up. Or even maybe he could have been sending messages, maybe in seven or number eight, he could have maybe been sending like signals or messages throughout and people are questioning, oh, this can't, surely this can't be Palpatine, he's dead, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And then he comes back. That for me would make a bit more sense or yeah. I would have been a bit more happy with it. But I just think the way they just kind of flung it in there for me, it just didn't really... I, I feel like they needed to... So there was a few things, again, I'm with you on the Palpatine thing, like... Um, one, I didn't think they needed to bring him as the big bad guy. Like, mm. if anyone they were going to bring in, they should have brought his master in, because that would have added a whole different twist, and we wouldn't have known anything about him, and would have thought, "Fuck, this guy must be strong." Um, then also, I I'd like to know how he exactly survived, because I know he's doing the Sith, uh, Force, and he's they made cloning and all this bullshit and stuff, right? I get it, um, but like. Essentially, that guy got absolutely obliterated and sent down a fucking hole when he died in number six. Mm. And he's, what, now some somehow miraculously alive? Like, Darth Vader was absolutely done in at the end of that film. Absolutely done in. Do you know what? So I would have preferred got... Darth Vader's comeback. I heard... I said to Chris, Chris, I heard that Anakin Skywalker was supposed to be in this film. But uh, and, I, I and I was saying it's because the voices. Yeah, there are, there are there voices are. over here. But I would, yeah. I would have been much more satisfied... Because seeing as they were doing loads of fan service, yeah. I'd be very satisfied if Anakin Scott yeah. appeared in this film in some way, shape, or form. Yeah. I agree. I actually, yeah, I would have liked to see him in it. M- much more than seeing Luke Skywalker. Maybe trying to convince Kylo Ren to go back to the good side. Because he said, oh, I, I've redeemed myself. Well, redeemed. I yeah, went back to the I good side. Maybe there you There wasn't too. much pulling either way, to be honest. Yeah. It was Kylo Ren sort of going, mm, maybe I don't want to do this. Mm. And then Ray's like, hey, you know, you should be good. And then he's like, yeah, but you should be bad. And she's like, oh, but I would quite like being good. And mm. it wasn't, yeah, it wasn't like, you know, devil on your shoulder, angel mm. on your shoulder, being like, do come to the dark side. Mm. Um, I don't know. What do we think about Ray being a power? Oh, yeah, hold on. Oh, yeah, sorry. Yeah, 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 I'm with you. Wait, hold on, hold on. On that, Kind of on that point, I was very annoyed that... Everyone else seems to know, know that she was a fucking Palpatine, and she did. Yeah. Like Luke knew that she was a Palpatine, and yeah, and Leia knew she was a Palpatine. Fucking what? Luke what was like, like, if you don't know, now you know. <laughs> yeah. But like again, that is something. There was no hints of in any of the films. They just flung it in there, and I said this to Chris. We didn't even know Palpatine had kids. No. And also, why was if he's like evil supreme leader? Why is his son? just like a normal person why did he not try and groom him? there was no explanation of that why why did it skip a generation why did his son no, reject yeah. it why you know none of that I, I do you know what? I like I like the fact that she's a Palpatine but I don't like the fact that they they gave us no background if, like, if, no hints to it whatsoever if they'd told us in The Last Jedi she was a Palpatine and in this film was like which side does she choose there was a there was a lot more dramatic tension there, yeah. Ra- yeah. rather than, you know, a third of the way through going she's Palpatine, mm. and then very quickly she's like yeah but I'm not gonna be like my grandfather, you know, and like she might <laughs> I don't know if they did this because I can't remember the Last Jedi or Force Awakens to to a T, but you know she's got like little flashbacks you know where Kylo Ren says <laughs> in this film Kylo Ren says to her. Um, Oh, you know where you come from. Stop, don't, um, stop, um, what's the word? Stop, uh, 
Compressing it. Compressing it, yeah, yeah, compressing it, yeah. And she starts having like, flashbacks of, you know, her mum and dad getting killed or whatever. They could have given us, like, a little... Obviously, don't show them being killed, but maybe just flashbacks of her seeing her mum and dad in the other films. And then, in this film, the scene completes. And obviously yeah, she's exactly, like, yeah. That sort of thing. Filling don't in the gaps. just fucking, ah, oh, oh, we got this guy's random shit and he was coming to collect your parents. And then, oh, this guy actually wasn't coming to kill you. To kill you, he was coming to deliver you to Palpatine. Like, yeah. All that explained in the space of about ten minutes. Yeah, because like, that was in name like Oki or something. Yeah, I was yeah. like, I don't quite understand who this Oki guy's supposed to be. And done by that little plot device of that little fucking the lamp little droid, thing, yeah. the droid thing. Just... It looked like the Pixar lamp, didn't it? Yeah. yeah hey, could someone explain to me as well? Like, what was the necessity of having that? Um, I know it's funny, but having that planet where they had their their festival every seventy years. I think I think things like that uh, just show different, different sides of the planet, right? <laughs> uh, of the universe, sorry, because not, not every you know every planet has different customs. And I think it, it's a bit more world building, which I don't mind, really. But I, I would say I am a fan of just thinking of that planet. I am a fan of Kylo and Ray's like. Uh, connecting with each other. I have a fan of that and how he snatched the necklace. It was done a lot better in this film than the last film. Mm. What? 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 The the kind of the the bond they have. Their bond, like them being in the force, he snatched necklace off her, then they're fighting whilst in the force. I feel like the the editing of of the transitions between locations and things was done a lot better in this film than I remember. I like that. Yeah, I I was saying to Obes, and I'm pretty sure I said this in number seven, maybe not so much, but definitely in number eight, the force has exponentially got stronger in this film mm. because, well, the last film we saw the how Luke could transition his force across fucking Milky Ways and Milky Ways and galaxies <laughs> and mm. all sorts to get to another planet. And in this film, I know they're life partners or whatever bollocks they want to call it, but like they literally can trans uh, transcend galaxies and take items off each other. Yeah, mm. piggybacking on, on top of that, Obviously, the fact that they can do that, to me, fine, it is what it is. Yeah. But the fact that when Leia even tries to speak to um, Kylo Ren, it kills her. So, like, why is it... Why, why, and she's supposed to be, like, one of the most powerful Jedi, isn't it? Yeah. So well, why can't she... Yeah. Why hasn't yeah. she got the power? Yeah. Well, no. well, so they say once in, a, once in a lifetime, you find two who can who are life partners and okay. they're the people who can heal right. and all this stuff. So that's why they're linked, so they can do that bond across. But, like, but then Luke can do pretty much the oh, same she's thing. Not, she's not a ghost. But then Luke dies as well. So when Luke does that kind of thing, he dies. Yeah. And when Leia does that thing, she dies. I think I got it with Luke because he literally like physically projected himself onto yeah. uh, into somewhere else. Mm. So I get that. But literally, all she did was say Ben. And I think that was a bit weak. I think I, I think Leia's whole death scene was was crap. Personally. I yeah. think they I were think hamstrung that, by yeah. the footage they had because yeah. she died before filming they began. Should've, they should have killed her in the last one. And and do you know what's also yeah but the last one was so dumb when she started like going through space like. Mm. Oh my god! I forgot that's about so that. That makes sense now because we know she's a Jedi, so that kind of makes sense though. Yeah, but still like, come on, mate. She went through space. She should have died. She yeah. suffocated and whatnot. Yeah. But like, um, the thing was as well. So like, when Jedi die, they disappear, don't they? Yeah. She was dead on that bed for a good. Out, yeah, few she hours disappeared on... when Ben disappeared. Yeah. What does that What does that mean? I think it was because all the Skywalkers... No, was it when Ben disappeared? There are no more Skywalkers. I think so. No, it wasn't when... It was when Kylo Ren died. He went... No. He yeah, what? he disappeared. Then she, she disappeared. disappeared. Why the fuck? What? Why? I think it's because there are no more Skywalkers. Well, blood Skywalkers. Well, surely she should have just died straight up. He did. I don't know. One of them uh, poet, poetic things, I don't know, I'm sure. But, yeah, that... 
and even yeah so the whole layer thing annoyed me uh, the fact that they just chucked in that 20 second clip of her and Luke fighting annoyed me I liked it but it annoyed me because you could have given us a bit more well, of that. Yeah. In, in these two past films you could have given us let us know that Leia's you know skilled like that mm. but obviously we didn't know until this film which I think is, is again is stupid I thought they handled her death quite well though I don't know but the reaction to her death and all that, I think it's fine. But it was literally, it was literally, obviously, like you said, they were hamstrung by the footage they had. But it was literally her just going off and saying, oh, I have to reach Ben. And then Lupita Nyong'o's little alien person, she was like, oh, this is going to take all the strength she has. And two minutes later, she's dead. I think, I, oh, I, I hated it. <laughs> I, really, um, I really hated it. Oh, it was crap. Um, so, now you can choose... What do we like about the film? <laughs> well, no... <laughs> I didn't realise that you can choose your surname. So I'm now going to be known as Glenn DiCaprio. Um, Leonardo <laughs> fair, is, is, is now my father. No, no, Leo's my father. Um, I'm going to be in his will. Um, her going, I'm Ray Skywalker. Mm. I was like, mm, I don't feel like you've earned that, to be honest. Um, nah, she probably has earned it, to be fair. She's no, like, you're Ray Palpatine. She's, she's saved you the galaxy. Are, you are Ray Palpatine. She's saved the galaxy. She's definitely earned it. But whether or not she should have... Done it to me. So does Rise of Skywalker refer to Kylo Ren or Rey? Rey. See, I think it refers to Ben because okay. he goes to the good side and he is be, a legit Skywalker. Yeah, it could be both, I suppose. Whereas Rey's not even a legit Skywalker. She's just decided she wants to be a Skywalker. That's true. She's I did got like a yellow lightsaber. I, well. I did like the fact that she got a yellow lightsaber. Yeah. I like that. I like that thing. Um, how do we? Do you know what? Oh, how do we feel about um, about Finn? Finn's. I feel like Finn's kind of been shortchanged. In yeah, his journey. He's not really had any journey he, since the first film. Exactly. Also, the first film, you know, his uh, um, stormtrooper turned into uh, resistance fire. Cool. Eighth film, kind of sidelined. Obviously, he did the the casino thing, which was shit. This film, um, you get tinges. Oh, you might be force sensitive, and then the film. It, oh, he's, he's co-general with Poe. It's yeah. done. And then obviously, all three of them. Well, I'm assuming this is it. If it actually is the end of the trilogy that their stories are finished now. So I feel like he kind of didn't get yeah. a rounded off, yeah. you know, story. Also, um, considering there's been quite a few attempts of evil people to destroy the universe, they they get quite easily undone, don't they? <laughs> oh, there's one um, navigation terminal yeah. and all did of you, the ships in you, their universe are in the same place yeah. at once. Did you notice though that they kind of like, yeah, I, I said this in the car as well, but I feel like they on purpose did that there was another way they could, they, 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 res, they resolved that issue to like kind of undercut the fact that there was only, there was a problem with it mm. and still that problem got absolutely obliterated as mm. well. But like yeah. they reverted it to the ship. Oh, and look how fucking easy to kill the ship it is. Yeah. It's just like, yeah, it's dumb. Yeah. How did you guys? What did you guys think about um, like the fan service tidbits? Obviously, like you said, the um, the Luke ship Lando. It's nice. It was a nice little thing that Luke's ship was there, but like it was really like I hated the fact that Luke had. Like, so I was saying to Obes, and I don't think I remembered whether like people who are living in the Force after death can they actually use the Force? Mm. Because he is extremely powerful. Because he struggled in seven to lift up that ship, or or eight, or whenever it was. I mean, now he can catch a lightsaber and he's dead. And he can lift up a ship. Mm. Yeah. Like, what the f- what the fuck is going on there? And like, I don't know. Like, the more I talk about this film, the more I don't like it. Mm. Agree. And, and the more it makes me appreciate how seven was. Like genuinely, like 
I think I've got a newfound liking for seven <laughs> purely because of how bad yeah. eight was yeah. and how well, mediocre nine was. I, I get think this is my least favorite trip of the trilogy. I get fan service, but I just think I'm not a fan of it. Yeah. Mm. So like, it was quite. A, I think I probably had vaguely similar problems with Endgame in terms of like, you know, that the whole wrapping up of the original Avengers bit mm. and this was like all right oh yeah there's that cameo okay cool oh remember that bit from that film yeah cool it just feels really contrived if they intro- it, like do it in an organic way mm. fine but just for someone to be like i know the answer to that question it's like i recognize that voice where do i recognize it from is it childish gambino you know it's just like oh. I genuinely thought Samuel Jackson was going to be in this film. Mace Windu is fucking dumb. <laughs> Purple lightsaber. Genuinely thought he was Purple lightsaber. You don't actually see him die. We just see him get flinged across the city. <laughs> I thought he was going to be in it with like, one, with like one hand. I also, I feel like people always get their limbs chopped off. Yeah, they do. <laughs> There's at least one person yeah. who gets a limb chopped off in, elite, in every film. Who got their limb chopped off in this film? This film. Oh, well, Poe def- gets a shot in the arm. Someone definitely gets something chopped off in this film, I'm sure. I don't know who it is, though. Yeah, there's a lot of limb losers. There's a lot of it, yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, shit. Well, what do we like about this film, then? I like... It yeah, ended. We, it sure did. <laughs> I like the connection... I like the relationship between Poe, Finn and... Uh, Ray. And Ray. I think they kind of, like, uh, put more emphasis on that, obviously, because in the last one, they weren't really together at all. So I think they focused quite a lot on doing that in this film. I like that. Um, I like the little robot. Mm, little droid. Yeah. Can I ask, in the seven eight films, was has has um Ben ever been able to use the false lightning? I I don't think we've seen it. So Ray was the only one out of the two who was able to actually use the false lightning. I think so. Because only a Sith can use that. Yeah. Or a bad 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 faulted person. Yeah. I like that as well. To be fair, the whole yeah. I thought it was quite good. I thought the when they were struggling over the um. The force. The force, and she accidentally used the light, and I quite liked yeah. all that. I, yeah, I, but then I, they didn't. They could have expanded on that with her conflict being like, "Oh my gosh, I've killed you." Because you're sort of like, "Oh, I killed him." I kind of, I kind of wish this film was more about. I kind of wish she went to the dark side more. I kind of wish she reared. I kind of wish eight was her rearing to the dark side, kind of like, "Oh, is she gonna join Ben or is she gonna go against Ben?" Mm. And then like almost like someone going after her to like bring her back to the light side rather than. This whole, oh, maybe I'm a bad guy, maybe. I don't even know who, where I'm from, but I'm a bad guy. I'm a bad guy, yeah. duh. And it's like, Finn telling her, no, you're all right, you know, just chill the fuck out. Yeah. And she's like, no, 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 mate. I'm a, I'm a bad guy. Um, I liked Kylo, I liked their fight, Kylo Ren and Ray's oh, fight. No, I thought, like I thought the, the action scenes in this were pretty shit, to Do you think? I, I, I quite like them. I, I don't think he liked the first one either with uh, Kylo Ren and all those people. I just feel like you know none of them are going to get really seriously injured, so it's just... Well, the first thing, they'll die, but yeah. No, but they're just like, oh, I'm going to counter your attack. It was quite pedestrian, really. Yeah, I can't like the, the flying stormtroopers. They're pretty cool. Yeah. They're they flying out? Yeah. yeah, they do. I do like... Um, I do think that... Obviously, the pickles aren't the most um, uh, favourite films, but I do think they've got the best like lightsaber battles. Yeah. Like, I mean, one. Darth Maul... Yeah. With his double red lightsaber, it was pretty sick. Battling yeah. two at once, yeah. there wasn't really any of that. It was just always Kylo no. Ren versus Ray. There wasn't really any other lightsaber battles. That's true. Because no one else really has a lightsaber. I did like the lightsaber. The lightsaber they did have, yeah. I, did, I quite liked it. 
To be fair, in the, in the original films, I don't think they used the lightsaber too much either, do they? Four, five, and six. Not really, no, to be fair. But there's, there's only one. That's because the lightsaber was shit. Yeah, there's two lightsabers in that film. Oh, really? There's the green one, which is we assume to be either Yoda's or Qui-Gon's. And then there's in four, five, and six. And then you've got the blue one, which is Ben Kenobi's slash Obi-Wan Kenobi's. And the red one. Yeah, which is Darth Vader's. And then the other red one, which is Darth Sidious. It definitely confirms that Rogue One is the best film Star Wars has released in the past, <coughs> sorry, five, Nine. six years. You right, mate? Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I personally think Rogue One's the best. But then I put Phantom Menace up on a pedestal a lot higher than most of the other films. And I think people, a lot of people disagree with me. Yeah, I, yeah, I'm with Obi in the fact that I think Clone Wars is it was it's just dreadful. long and boring. Really and do you know what? Really do you know what gets me about Clone Wars? It's fucking redundant because of um, Star Wars seven, eight, and nine. Because the whole point is that they've got this guy being cloned to make clones, so they have an army, right? Oh, well, stormtroopers. Yeah, but then you have got seven, where oh, it's people being captured to become mm. stormtroopers. They're not, they're not clones anymore. So. What the hell's going on here? Like yeah. what? I think what I like about Rogue One and, and 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 whilst there are a lot of problems with Revenge of the Sith, what again? What I like about it is because you know there is actual danger. Like mm. with um, Rogue One, because you know it's set in between the films. You're sort of like I genuinely don't know what's going to happen to yeah. these characters. They might survive, and maybe we just don't hear about them again. But they all, you know, pretty much all die at the end. And you're like, yeah. oh shit! There you know, there's to... there's there's actual stakes. Yeah. And with Revenge of the Sith, because you know that Anakin's not in the fourth one, mm. and that eventually he becomes Darth Vader or dies or yeah. whatever. You know, okay, maybe he dies at this point, or you know that there's there's a bit of tension there. Yeah. Where with all of this, it's like none of them are going to die. Do you know? Yeah, you go. You go. I was just say fun fact about um, number three. With Anakin, that last little bit when him and uh, Obi Wan Kenobi are fighting, sick fight by the way. Mm. Um, when the lava. In the lava, yeah. When after he's chopped off his legs, yeah. And then Anakin's like, "I hate you." He was actually supposed to say, "Well, what they filmed him saying, help me," and then him saying, "I hate you," and then um, Obi Wan Kenobi was, was supposed to say, "I love you," or "I loved you," but I won't help you. Obviously, they kind of filmed it kind of differently because, uh, yeah. Anyway. But I think that was a bit that Obi didn't like in the sick film. Where they've cropped in instead of oh, having Darth yeah. Vader, they have Hayden Christensen. Yeah, yeah. I'll say if you if you have if obviously I knew that I know that watching it that oh okay that's Anakin Skywalker because I've seen like posters and stuff. But if you went into that movie blind, you'd be like, who the fuck is that? <laughs> like, well, originally it was another actor. Yeah, it was um, since when they uh, Sebastian Shaw. When they made yeah, yeah, yeah. which fair enough. Like uh, George Lucas has tinkered with those films a lot. Has he? He's tried to improve the CGI oh, as really? the technology's mm-hmm. developed. Um thing I would have preferred, you know, and maybe a lot of people wouldn't agree with me, is, you know when they're doing all the voices and shit, yeah. like all the past Jedi's, they're, they're, be- they're better off just having loads of fucking holograms of them. Yeah, because mm. I was like trying to pick out the voices. Actually doing like a retcon of them, because in, and it didn't, and I was saying to Obes, it didn't really make sense, because it's meant to do with who's, who's owned that lightsaber, right? And Qui-Gon Jinn's voice came up, Obi-Wan's think, voice came up, Mace Windu's voice. I thought she was calling all the Jedi's. Yeah, because she, she embodies all of the Jedi is the same way that Palpatine embodies all of the Sith. And I'm like, does she carry embody all the Jedi's? I'm like, where's since when has that been a thing? When the fuck did she become a Jedi officially? Well, yeah. Mm. And I, also, the the, the the this is a general um, thing about Star Wars. The time scaling that it takes to become a Jedi or you know learn to be a Jedi is wildly, you know, all over the place. Like Luke does a, like maybe I don't know, a couple of days training with Yoda, and he can use the Force and shit. Uh, whereas Anakin has to be in the academy for like 15 years 
but then Ray only takes maybe like maybe one, two years, maybe she learns the whole thing. And I'm like, it doesn't really make sense. Also, it pisses me off that you know there are so many occasions in this film where it's like, oh, where's Ray gone? She's disappeared. I've got to go after her. Please don't. I will. Like, just leave her, man. She keeps she's bailing on you. She keeps ghosting. Just let her go. So I mean, I'd probably give this film like a. I only saw it yesterday. Yeah. Five and a half. I really gave it a seven, you know. And after you know we spoke about it, um, um, mm. I think that's it. I enjoyed it. I did, I, but I don't. But I didn't like it. Yeah. I know. <laughs> oh, do you know? I don't even know if I enjoyed it. There are things about it. I was like, oh, this is, that's really cool. Mm. I feel like these films are not conducive to a good acting. Because mm. I saw Marriage Story, which I can talk about in a bit. Adam Driver fantastic in that film like if he might get a nomination mm. this film he looked like he couldn't give a flying fuck mm. um, none of the acting in it is particularly good I don't think the film itself lends itself to good acting because it's very melodramatic yeah. it's very kind of um, like a play or a pantomime really mm. that, like you've said the editing in it is never great because it's just swipes and yeah. wipes yeah. I feel like out of this trilogy if I said to you Name me one, like, iconic shot in a good way, not layer Supermaning through the. Would be you fair, be able to tell me? To be fair, I think when whenever they go to Tatooine and they've got the shot of like the two sunsets and the music hits the background, that slaps every time. Me personally. Yeah, but that's been done before. Oh, you're talking about which film? But to be fair, when they did it in this film, I I really I enjoyed it. Too. Yeah, but it's happened in the previous films, so it's what not you a new thing. Is there good direction and cinematography in these films? In what this new trilogy? Yeah. Oh, okay, maybe not. Because I don't think these, I don't think general. these films are conducive to good artistry. Mm. I don't think the story is particularly strong. I don't think the script's very strong. I don't think the acting's good. The editing's not great. Mm. I don't feel there's any shots in this film that I was like, wow. Because even in some, you know, like um, Blade Runner twenty forty nine, mm. like that film was not critically well received. But there are certain shots in it. And you're like, wow, that is amazing. Whereas this, I was just like, it's just quite. I like the score. Of this one. There was a, there was a, 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 um. I think there was like a strings version of the Imperial March, like the dun 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 dun, dun, dun which I appreciated in this film. But other than that, I just feel like it was just very run of the mill, just very pedestrian. Um, so question: Has this trilogy moved along, moved Star Wars along? In any way, I would say, from a diversity point of view, yes, mm. because there are there was a lesbian. There kiss was a the there was a time. gay kiss in this film. Um, what, but I mean, all these things they they might seem quite alien relationship, but it it's important because I don't it know is, if it's happened before. Isn't, there, isn't it not a little bit like okay, we'll give you a kiss. That's it. I yeah. feel like this has not moved it on at all, by the way. Just to mm. answer your question. Just, I, don't think I think, I think I it's mean, either stayed the same or like... Obviously, I'm not part of that community, but I would say that maybe just the the fact that it's in even in there, even if it's a bit of a like a um, a contrived thing, like... It's oh, important, yeah. yeah. It's important because yeah. maybe it's not That's happened fair. before. That's right. Like, you've got people of colour in this film, like you've got... Obviously, Finn, you've got the other girl who was a stormtrooper. Mm. Um, you've got um, Rose, who's like an Asian-American actress. And like I feel like some of those people weren't, apart from Lando, weren't quite so prominent in some of the films. Mm. Um, but otherwise, no, not really. 
I, I, I don't really feel like this, this trilogy was that necessary um, on reflection. That's fair. I think this trilogy, more than anything, is just more about obviously making money, for one. Yeah. And two, about bringing new... New, like new audiences, people, new audiences into a into the Star Wars. They could have just re-released the others, because I mean, nah. Because nah, they... as a quick no, what quickly, quickly. If I was twelve years old watching Force Earth, uh, A New Hope now, I'd be like, this is shit. Fair because, enough. Like the CGI is crap. Like, always, but, like visually, it's crap. Right. So <laughs> you 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 better than both of us have just recently watched yeah. the first six films. Yeah. From episode six uh-huh. to episode nine. Uh-huh. Apart from dying, what has Luke and Leia done? Nothing, Nothing. really. Yeah. What's Palpatine done? Come back and then died again. Yeah. Like, none of them have really done... Han Solo has just died. Chewie yeah. died for about five seconds. Yeah. No, none of them have progressed. Not yeah. even many of the new characters have progressed that much. One of, the, one of Star Wars, I think, principal problems is their lack of exposition. Even, I'm just thinking about it now, even like Kylo Ren being bad. Like, at least with Anakin Skywalker... Um, you got, you know why he became bad because ultimately he wanted to save Padme, who was the love of his life, and that's why he turned to the dark side. With mm. with Ben Solo, you don't really know why he no. turned bad. Like obviously he saw Luke, Luke tried to kill him, or well, threatened to try to kill him, and then that. But again, him. that was like a five second scene mm. in the Last Jedi. Last Jedi yeah. So yeah, like the motivations are not very strong. Like and the not... first order, like, how did they come about? What? How did how did they fit to the Empire? So there's only two orders as well: the first and the final. Yeah. But how do they know it's the final? That could be another one. Then it's like, oh, the second final. Also, this is one thing I've said to Chris, yeah, just throw away a comment, yeah. From four, five, and six, right? And correct me if I'm wrong, I don't know how well you remember them, but correct me if I'm wrong. I feel like we don't actually see why everyone thinks the Empire is so bad. All we see, <laughs> all we see is that the Empire, we're told the Empire is bad, the uh, was the rebe- rebe- rebels are are good. We don't see like I don't see any slavery. I don't see any like, you know. Well, doesn't Leia get caught into slavery in the fifth by Jabba the Hutt? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, fair enough. This film, I think, was very much zeitgeisty from the seventies. It was fascism. Yeah. It was fascism. Fascism yeah. is bad. Yeah. And they've just continued that. But like the person I saw with yesterday was like, he was like. Is the empire that bad? Everyone would have a job. There would be, you know, <laughs> like no crime, like a state, a stable kind of society. Isn't that exactly what communism is, though? Oh yeah, yeah. It's, it's what communism slash the other side of it. I mean, it's supposed is. to be like a thing of like. Well, I take it as Star Wars. Obviously, maybe not with the first three. Maybe the next three after is more of like a take on religion. So obviously, like I think uh, Jedi is like. You know, like your Christianity kind of thing. Anakin Skywalker, because your baby Jesus doesn't have a dad. His his mum just suddenly gave birth. You know, the Force is like you know the Holy Spirit, and then like um, what's it called? The Jedi, uh, not the Jedi. The um, what they called? The Sith is like you know Satanism, that sort of thing. Was what I, what I kind of like took from all of that. Yeah. Um, but I got that from you know. So the first six, I think, lend themselves to at least be thinking about that sort of you know symbolism. But the next three don't really do that. Not including Rogue One and Solo, of course. Yeah. Um, oh, so fuck, I forgot about Solo. <laughs> so, speaking of, so, question, if you had to, I don't know, maybe think off the top of your head. Maybe, okay, maybe not, uh, maybe not the first six. If I had to remove but a the film. next five after that, well, how would you rank? How would you rank them? The five? Rogue, Rogue One, top. Force Awakens, yeah. R- uh, Last Jedi, Rise of Skywalker, Solo. Really? 
I mean, I've only I I've only watch. seen the Last Jedi solo. Do you know, and I think I'd be exactly the same. Skywalker once, but yeah. I feel like Solo was just so unnecessary. Yeah. Like it yeah. was just like if that film was not there, it would make no difference. Whereas you needed to conclude the trilogy, yeah. so therefore there is a valid reason why the Rise of Skywalker exists. You think Solo at the bottom? Yeah. I think I put Solo at the bottom. I, I put Solo at the bottom, but I would switch Rise of Skywalker and The Last Jedi around. But then I've only I've seen them once yeah, and same. recency bias, the fact that I'm so negative about Rise of Skywalker. I, I feel like I do need to rewatch. Pat oh, pains me to say. Although maybe just for that Jedi. Superman Leia scene alone, they should put Last Jedi bottom. I quite like Last Jedi, so I won't Superman say, Leia. Oh, okay. uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was such a dog shit film, man. Like. Yeah, um, but talking of Ryan Johnson, um, you gave us a little overview of Knives Out. Yeah. But you didn't go into spoilers. Yes. Um, have you seen it? No, Chris? talk away. Talk away. Spoil away. So I mean, that means not too much to spoil. Mm. But Knives Out, like you've said uh, previously, is a kind of who done it, um, uh, like a modern take on it. It's it. I mean, off the bat, it's a lot better than the um, what's it called? Murder, the, the Murder on the Orient Express. Um, good cast, well acted, quite humorous. Um, it. I think it was like going for a pastiche of. Murder on your Express. Because you've got um, David Craig going playing Benoit Blanc. Ben, David Craig. What are, who did I say? David. Who's David Craig? Oh, no. Craig David. Craig David! <laughs> Shit. Craig I've had too David. much beer. Um, Daniel Craig. Craig Daniels. Um, yeah, so I thought everyone was, was quite alright in it. Apart from Catherine Langford. I don't think she's a very good actress, to be honest. Um, Fair enough. Um... I feel like this film was good. I think she's a good actress. Not particularly. That's one from thing, isn't it? Thirteen reasons why. Yeah. yeah. It's probably a reason she was cut out of Endgame. Um, I think she might have been another film. Maybe. We digress. We digress. I feel like it. It was well set up. Like there was a a good element of mystery to it. Although I was quite surprised at how quickly, um, Anna D. Amas's character. Can't remember her name. Neither can I. Um, how quickly it was revealed that she I like had that, actually bro. killed him. I like that because then because then it became like a why done it exactly yeah and like is she gonna get away with it kind of thing yeah because yeah. there was elements where I was like did she mean to do it because yeah. she was like very easy like like quite quick at being like I need to cover my tracks yeah um and I sort of liked the twist that. She didn't mean to kill him. Like, mm. she thought the dosage was mixed up. Mm. And then he slits his throat and everything. There was bits of it and I was like, I like it. But I was like, oh, if he'd done that, it would have been better. Because, mm. so obviously, Christopher Plummer's character... Um, I can't remember his name either. Um, what is something... What is his name? He's got, like, a posh name. Yeah. Eton or Harrow or Sebastian. something. Sebastian. Sebastian, I don't know. But he's, like, a mystery author, right? Yeah. So... I would have thought it was sick if this was his last novel. That's what I thought it was going to be. Yeah. That's what I thought there it was There was a point be. where I was like, oh my God, this is going to be his yeah. last novel. It's yeah. going to be like an interactive thing. Yeah, yeah. No, it wasn't. Fine. Um, <laughs> I don't know. And then I quite like the fact that Chris Evans plays the villain. But he's an arsehole. Yeah, he's yeah. in my bed. He was decent. I liked yeah, yeah. that. Um, I thought everyone in it was quite good. Um, apart from the guy who was in It... You know, the one who masturbates in the toilet. I haven't seen The him. kid. 
No, he was in this film. They oh, joke about oh, him. Oh, oh, the uh, the Nazi. <laughs> oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He does nothing. Yeah, he, he but he shouldn't really be in it. Catherine Langford was in there, but there was good mystery elements to it. But yeah. there was also other things where I was like, there was because you know quite early on how he died that took away some of the mystery, okay. and it became more of like a socio political family what you drama. Of, what do you think of the socio political side of it? Some of it was subtle. Mm. Some of it hit you over the head of a fucking sledgehammer, mm. aka that scene, which felt so out of context. With the they're rest talking of it. about um... they're talking about Trump yeah. and building a wall. Yeah, yeah. That felt so ham-fisted. But I reckon, also I would know. But I reckon that's a conversation that a lot of people have. Yeah, yeah, yeah maybe. In but America. it didn't like so. There was some politics that were kind of nicely woven in. So such as like you know Michael Shannon's character saying to. Anna D. Armas is like, oh, but your mum's not here legally, is yeah, she? Yeah, so, yeah. you know, mate, if you give us the money back, we'll help you out. Like, that's like, oh, okay, you know. And bit... no one actually knowing where the hell she's from. Yeah, Bolivia, <laughs> Paraguay, Uruguay, well. and Brazil and yeah. stuff. I, was, I thought that was hilarious. Yeah. Um, but then the rest, but then the, the scene where the family, you know, Don Johnson's character is very much the pro-Trump and the rest of them are sort of like the anti-Trump. Mm. It just felt really bolted on. It didn't feel like it was woven in. Okay. Which I think obviously like conversations like that are important, mm. but I feel like, and this is not a reason to not include it, but I feel like there would be a large proportion of the American audience watching that going, nah, I don't know this film now. Yeah. Because of the politics that Ryan Johnson's very much um, pushing. Mm. It's fine to push your political beliefs onto your films, mm. but I feel like he didn't do it in a very subtle way in that okay. scene. That scene was very much like, boom, I'm anti-Trump. Yeah. Which is fine, like, good, be anti-Trump, yeah. but do it a bit more subtly, maybe. I don't know, it just felt like I was being, I was sort of being lectured a bit. Fair enough. And whilst I don't disagree with what they were saying, mm. it was, it sort of took me out of the film mm. because I was like, I thought I was watching a mystery. Mm. But now I'm um, now being lectured about politics, mm. and then it just sort of goes back to being a mystery again. Yeah. So I don't know. Uh, I feel like yeah. they they could have handled that a bit better. Fair. It's sort of like if you're watching a British film, and then someone just looks at the camera and goes "fuck the government, fuck Boris," and then just sort of like carries on talking. You know, you're sort of like, "Oh, okay, that came out of nowhere." Mm. But fair enough. Yeah, I see. I to where I said, you see me come from. I myself, I liked that aspect of it. Um, I didn't think it was that, um, like, jarring. I thought it... I just because I, I don't like Trump. So I was kind of like... I mean, nor do I. I. Oh, yeah, I was like, I, I enjoy this. <laughs> so it didn't take much away from the experience for me. Um, how did you feel about the, like, the acting? Like, of, in particular, um, Anna de Armas and Daniel Craig? I thought... I thought everyone was having a very good time. Yeah. Daniel Craig, Daniel Craig especially. Yeah, he, he was, was having like, the best time. Like, what, Bond? Nah, I don't want to play that sad cunt. Like, just, I'm going to play Benoit Blanc. But the accent was actually pretty, pretty decent, though. Yeah. Uh. Was it CSI, Kentucky yeah. Fried Chicken or yeah. something? What did he say? Like, I thought everyone was having a good time with it. And I think that um, that translated well. Mm. Because I think you could, you can tell sometimes when actors are phoning it in. You can mm. tell when actors aren't really into it. This, you could tell everyone was having a good time. Yeah. Like, it was melodramatic. It yeah. was a bit camp. Yeah. But with things like this, you can allow it. And 
yeah, like Chris Evans, I thought, you know, he did it really well because it's such a contrast to um, Captain America. Did you, um, did you clock that he was the one who, who like actually, you know, tried to kill him? No. There was some things that I thought were, um, I thought it was, I thought it was not too obvious. Mm. There were some things that I knew were coming because I picked up on subtle parts of the screenplay, such as when Christopher Plummer says, um, Ransom can never tell a real knife from a fake knife. He says something along those lines. Okay. He goes, oh, he can never tell a prop knife. Yeah. So when he picks up the knife to I, stab her at I the end... I didn't even cut I that was like, like, oh, it's not going to be was a fuck- knife. I laughed my that ass off when that happened. Yeah. That was so also, funny. the fact he's called Ransom. Mm. Mm, yeah. Nominative determinism much, mm. you know, like... Yeah, there were some parts I was like, oh, okay, I didn't quite see that coming. Mm. Um, I feel like... Lakeith Stanfield's character was a bit shortchanged because right at the beginning he was the one giving the orders yeah. and Daniel Craig was just tapping on the piano key. Yeah. And then after about 15, 20 minutes, he they doesn't just really follow, do anything. They just, yeah, they just follow his lead, really. Yeah. Him and the other guy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I agree with that, to be honest. But no, I did, I did enjoy it. Mm. Um, I really liked it. It was... I mean, considering I imagine it, it was like an original screenplay mm. and there aren't too many of those you know, nowadays. Mm. So I did quite enjoy it. And I think it'll probably get... It'll probably get a nom. <laughs> what? Chris is funny. Oh, yeah. What? No, no. I was, I was going to laugh and I shit my head. And I was like, oh, gosh. You need more alcohol, mate. Well, oh, food coming, mate. I think that's what I meant. That is hilarious. Oh, well, mate. you've seen Six Underground, haven't you? Uh, most oh, part of it, yeah. God. Well, let's talk about Six Underground before you fall asleep. Um, yeah, go for it. We'll just so, Six Underground oh, is oh, Michael Bay's Netflix debut. It's got Ryan Reynolds, who plays Ryan Reynolds. Um, EastEnders <laughs> Geezer. It's got Ben Hardy. Ben Hardy. Yeah. It's got Dave Franco for a little bit. Oh, it's yeah. got spoiler, spoiler. Uh, Dr. Dre, what's his name? Corey Hawkins? Yeah, Corey Hawkins. Oh, like, what the fuck are you and then a couple of Bio- other people. Biopic, is that? Um, so essentially, I mean, this film is not massively well explained. Uh, are you going to watch it? Probably. Okay, That's so I won't go into too many spoilers. So the main premise is that um, these six people, and there always has to be six for some unknown reason. Yeah, explain that to me. They are. They do the jobs the government don't want to do okay. or can't do for okay. whatever reason. So these people are all, to the living world, dead. Mm. But for one reason or another, Ryan Reynolds is billionaire character and his name is One. Um, oh, and then One to Five? One to Six. Oh, mate, it's that code name, Kids Next Door. <laughs> yeah, I did watch that. <laughs> um, so... Yeah, so he's recruited these people. Like one of them's a doctor, one of them's ex CIA, one of them's a free runner, Dan- yeah. Danny Ward style. One of them's you know, <laughs> whatever driver. One of them's a sniper. So these people have decided that to their families and the rest of the world they are dead, but they work underground, I guess you know, beyond the living world to take down various military. Mm. things mm. so the film starts with a 20 minute car chase I heard I heard this it's, it's decent it's 20 minutes yeah I did it hear was, this it, wasn't, it was actually really it's quite, decent was it? but yeah 
But that, that, did we get much explanation into what they were doing before the car chase happened? Not really. No, it just kind of straight into the impact. Uh, it's, into yeah. The, it's proper in media's res. Like, mm. they are trying to get out of a, a mission they've just done, mm. essentially. Mm. And then throughout... I mean, the film's just over two hours long. There's not a lot of explanation about any of it, to be mm. honest. It's basically, hey, we've got these very attractive people that kill people. Mm. Um, yeah, essentially. But I quite enjoyed it. It's very... It's like... It's it's tacky. Mm. It's Michael Bay tacky. Mm. You know what you're going to get from a Michael Bay film. There's explosions. There's yeah. inappropriate sexualization of women for no apparent reason. Yeah. There's, you know, little explanation for any of it. But... Compared to the last nine Transformers films, it's it's an improvement. And I like Ryan Reynolds, even though he doesn't really act in anything. Um, ben Hardy was all right. There was some good action scenes. Um, yeah, it just, I, I mean, I would watch another one. Mm. I would say that, and that's probably a compliment. Does it uh, lend itself to a sequel? I mean, it does in the in the sense that you can take these characters and put them in any situation. Yeah. So this and film is basically... Take one of the Fast and Furious kind of thing. Yeah. Mm. So this film, they are trying to do a coup of a fake country called Turgistan, which is essentially an Arab nation. Mm. And they want to remove their dictator, put in his brother, who is, like, more Western-controlled. Right. And then that way, it'll bring stability to... Is there any, like, talk about... Uh, you know, maybe like negative connotations of intervening with those regimes. No. No? It's all very positive. It's all, yay, we want this guy in, we don't want a current leader. There's very little, in fact, there's no um, explanation of what the actual government think of this. Right. So there's, I thought, if they're beyond the CIA, you'd probably have the CIA or FBI being like, who are these people? What or who is doing these actions? Because mm. we haven't authorized this. Mm. There's none of that. I mean, they could. They they probably should have. I would have liked that better. Mm. Yeah. Also, I noticed. So obviously, all the characters are named one through seven. Yeah. What's so funny? I'm sorry. I'm thinking about Chris again. Oh, okay. <laughs> Continue. Sorry. So I mean, yeah. Spoiler alert. Six, right? Well, no. So. Oh yeah. Because yeah, number yeah, yeah. six dies in the first twenty minutes. There is a number well, seven. Why you think you've got to hear this mate Keep going. I'm not I won't win for very long oh, right, um, don't break the seal already um, yeah so the name one through seven throughout the film you get brief flashbacks where it will literally come up saying one and then you get a flashback of why oh, the backstory. this character okay. has become yeah. this it's literally a minute if that That's the right, though. only one that doesn't get one in this film is the doctor who's number five why I don't know Okay. It was it it was obvious to the point where I was like, why has she not got one? Mm. So like one, two, three, four, five, six doesn't because he dies quite quickly, but the rest oh. of them all get one. Spoiler. So, I was a bit like, what's going on here? Yeah, I mean, it would only have added two minutes to the running time. Mm. So it felt a bit like, why has she not got it? I feel like they could have done, benefited from. Is she a mysterious sort of character? No. no, she's a doctor. Oh. But like the CIA agent, you get she's five seconds of. Oh, that doctor. Oh, yeah, yeah, sorry. But you, you get a bit, like, they could have explained it a lot more, but... Is she not the one... Oh, is she not the one having a relationship with Ryan Reynolds? Don't think so. Okay, it must have been some other bird then. Yeah. But it was decent, yeah. you know, for I'm, a... I'm going to give it a watch. Yeah, it was all right. An action film, it was all right. If you want to switch off for two hours. Yeah. Go watch that in Nigeria, I think. Go for it, download it. 
Um, no, I'm twenty. I was gonna say, can I? I'm twenty. I'm gonna pause it. Why don't um, you even turn this off? Chris is dicking about with his droid. Um, talking about droids, Adam Driver talking about Adam Driver marriage story. Um, so awful <laughs> segue. Oh my goodness. Yeah, it's sort of the I'm thing. The worst thing you ever done. That's the sort of contrived shit that would happen in Star Wars. Um, so I watched Marriage Story. No, um, no spoilers, because I want to watch this one. Okay. I mean, it's not... I suppose you can't really spoil it, but... I mean, do you know what it's about? Divorce. Mm. Okay, cool. So, I mean, that's basically <laughs> the only spoiler, right? No, no, no. <laughs> They're getting divorced. Yeah. It should be called Divorce Story, not yes. Marriage Story. But, anyway... Quickly, sorry. Is it anything similar to uh, The Breakup with Vince Vaughn and Jennifer Aniston? Did you, you watch that? Yeah, I've seen that, yeah. Is it any way... I don't know, because I've not seen it. Okay, fair enough. But it's... I wouldn't, I wouldn't say it's a comedy. I actually heard that there's... Oh, quite a lot of laughable moments in it. I mean, there's well, would, a few chuckles, but I would not classify this film as a Fair comedy. Enough. It is very much right, drama. drama. Okay. And it's not even like a romantic drama, because I feel like a lot of dramas are, you know, rom-coms, romantic dramas, comedy dramas, mm. action dramas. This is just a straight-up family drama. Mm. It's directed by Noah Baumbach, who's done a few things. Um, most recently, The Merowitz Stories, which is another Netflix film with Adam Sandler, um, which was okay. Mm. What of the two films of his I've seen, he is expert in. Who? Noah Baumbach, the director and writer, is creating realistic relationships between characters. Mm. I feel that that's such a rare thing in Hollywood, mm. is watching characters and thinking, I can believe that that is how this shit went down. I would act. Yeah. Right. You know, it's it's really relatable. Like they, you know, so it's the the film starts off with Scarlett Johansson's character and Adam Scar- Driver's Joe. and Sorry. Adam Driver's character. So they're going through divorce counselling. Mm. They have to write a list of why they loved each other in the first place. Oh. And so it, it's it and it's this is what. This is where the writing is really good. So it's it's things. So she says like, um, oh, he does. He, no, he enjoys the little things of being a dad. From you know, waking up in the middle of the night when you shouldn't like that. Um, he he's neat and tidy, and you see you know him shutting doors, and it's just like really small, insignificant things yeah. that Hollywood films don't tend to mention. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it's just those like little subtle references that make it like a really tangible relationship mm. uh, and one you can believe in mm. um and you sort of like throughout the film you just think oh, why are they getting divorced yeah. like i would you know you really want them to get back together i mean that's um, a, that's a good sign of like good writing yeah. yeah and the performances are really strong mm. like obviously we both we know both of these actors most recently for the um kind of franchise stuff they've done obviously scarlet with Avengers and Adam with um, that's all like I'm their best mate no Mr. Driver uh, with, you know with Star know, Wars I always find it weird when people refer to like Hollywood people as like, by their first name I think like do you know them or what like, no, people, I, I was watching a review of sorry this is on a massive segue I was watching a review of Star Wars and they were talking about oh yeah well JJ meant to do this when he was doing and I was thinking like <laughs> do you fucking know JJ Abrams to be fucking called him by his first name if I was if I was if I was a celebrity people call me by my first name I'm like fuck like, he was Say my whole name, or don't say it all. Fair enough. <laughs> anyway, carry on. But yeah, I mean, there is one scene in particular that happens quite near to the end of the film where I literally, I was like, if someone doesn't get an Oscar for this, then it's a joke. Ooh, okay. Because 
Like it's, is it Adam, is it Adam Driver driven? Um, oh. no, it's it's both. So it's basically an argument okay. between the two I've heard of this. about no. why. So it kind of naturally escalates of like. I think they're trying to sort out custody for their kid or something like that, mm. but also don't. But well, this is at the moment at the time when they have this argument, and it's basically like, you know, oh well, you, you know, it just becomes a slanging match, and yeah. then there's a, and it it is the Adam Driver in this particular scene where I was like, fucking hell, this guy can act, mm-hmm. and like he literally like he breaks down, and I feel like sometimes he's been quite wooden mm. because he's not very expressive. I agree. Was he good in Black Plansman? He, I think he was fine, but I don't really like that film in general. So and he was I, in the other film, wasn't he? With, with uh, Daniel Craig and uh, Channing Tatum, weren't he? Uh, lucky. lucky. Yeah. yeah, that was shit. Yeah, I was a big fan. Oh. I think one of the reasons why he might be quite wooden is because he's from a military background. I was literally just... He broke my mind. I was thinking. I was going to say um, that. So he's, he's, not, he's not an attractive person. He's quite like... I know a lot of people who disagree, you know. Oh, really? Okay, mm. well... Um, He's got I quite a long face, isn't he? He's just not conventionally handsome. Yeah. Which is not a bad thing. Mm. I think if you become a celebrity, someone's, there is someone out there who's always going to find you handsome, I think. Yeah. But I feel like he... he I look at him and I think, wow, you've been through some shit, mate. Yeah. <laughs> but he seems to... Yeah, I mean, You're both of the performances in this film are yeah. really, really good. I'm really looking forward to watching it. It's... I mean, it's one of those films and you're sort of like, well, why do you like it? Because it's not massively happy. It's not very funny. Mm. Um... It's just sort of two hours of people breaking up, which yeah. Lauren refuses to watch it because she doesn't want... Yeah. yeah, I mean, she would be in... Infl- I almost cried in this film. Yeah. Like, she she, wow. she doesn't want to watch a film... Cried, she doesn't want to watch a film where people break up. Mm. Obviously, you know, we're engaged and stuff, so she doesn't want to see relationships and marriage in negative mm. light, which I get, but like... To you could watch it together and then you just start writing notes. So on this, po- <laughs> on, this po- on this podcast, Glenn, name everyone who's coming to your wedding. We'll see if anyone actually listens. <clears throat> <laughs> Glenn has pleaded his Fifth Amendment right to not say anything. My mum, my dad. In but, um, what was I going to say? But it's, it's, yeah, it's the same as, um, uh, what, fucking hell, what's that film called? A Star is Born. Like, the film's tragic, yeah. and, like, there's not really any happy, really happy moments. Nah. But, you, like, the film is sick anyway, and you, yeah. like, you yeah. like to watch it because the, the chemistry between the two actors is so strong that, like, you're drawn towards Ooh, them, and yeah. you want them to be happy, and you want, them to t- you want everything to turn out right. But, obviously, I do like films, don't tell me what, how it ends, but I do like films where, you know, in life, it's not always a happy ending in life. Mm. I do like films that I, I sometimes pull the rug out from underneath yeah. and like, no, these not. I felt myself, I'm gonna be together. like, I didn't root for either one of them particularly, mm. but there were points in it where you're sort of like, no, you can't say that because yeah. you know that he's, yeah. you know, you know you're, you're misconstruing what he said or mm. what she said and, mm. and they both get lawyers mm. um, and... I mean, you know, like Laura Dern plays Scarlett Johansson's lawyer, and she's really good, like Laura Dern. Mm. Um, but you can just see how everything's twisted. So you know, like one comment one of them makes is taken really out of proportion, used to, um, like, drag them through dirt. Like, mm. oh, they shouldn't get custody because they did this and said this at this point and admitted that they weren't coping very much. And they're both sitting there like, whoa, what the fuck? Mm. So yeah, it's a really, really good film. Um, I would imagine that there would be a few nominations. Adam Driver should get a nomination. Scarlett Johansson should get a nomination. Noah Baumbach should get at least a writing nomination. Um, There's another woman in it. Laura Dern. That's the one. Yeah, she should probably get a nomination. Um, Yeah, it's a a strong film. Do you think that... Do you... uh, 
maybe not. I'm th- the way I'm thinking about it, probably a stupid question. But do you think that films that um, are produced or whatever by streaming services, like they should have their own category at all no. shows? No? No. Why? Why should they? Mm. Why, why is film just for cinematic movies? Mm. If a film went straight to DVD, should that preclude it from being in the Oscars? Mm. In my opinion, no. Generally, people, films go to DVD because they're shit, but mm. straight to DVD, sorry. But no, I mean, cinema is evolving, mm. you know. I wouldn't even be surprised if in the next five, ten years, there is not even a best actor, best actress category. It's just best actor. Yeah. And it's male and female. Because why should there be a delineation between male and female? Do you think that. Oh, this might, sound, this might be sexist. Do you. You are misogynist, so it's okay, right? I am, to be fair. You can ask. Do you think that women... Uh, it's a safe space, I can say. Do you think that women would want that? Like, do you think that women would think, I don't want there to be a best actor or actress, I want there to be a... Be- or even men, to be the just a best actor, knowing that it does slim your chances of winning? I, I understand that point, and I think that at this moment in time it wouldn't work because there is not equality. Mm. Until we get to a point, so I think the Golden Globes is the recent Golden Globes nominations. I don't think there are any female nominees. Mm. Where you've got Greta Gerwig who's doing Little Women, and I, I mean, I'm sure there are other women like. She do Lady Bird as well. Lady Bird, yeah. I didn't like that film, but Karen. But I mean, she's Noah Baumbach's wife, actually. Oh, okay. Or partner. That's cool. I don't know if they're married. Mm. But so the fact that we're still. I mean, you shouldn't nominate someone just because of what they represent. Mm. You shouldn't nominate someone just because they're female, just because they're from a ethnic background or whatever I don't agree with that because it's not I mean I, I I think that you need to include films from those backgrounds but doing it just because it is is not like necessarily for the right reasons yeah. I mean maybe that's you know from, I hear what you're saying I, I, it's difficult for me to say that because I've never come from a place of kind of prejudice mm. or being prejudiced against straight but, white male yeah, I know. So I mean, I, can't, I don't really have any right to say that, but I feel like until there is true equality, well, you'll say it anyway, man. Until you there's true equality, then that won't ever work yeah. because you would always you you could get six male nominees, yeah, and there's no female nominees, yeah, yeah. and people are like, well, what the fuck? Yeah, yeah, this is So yeah. That's fair. I don't know. That's fair. Unless you say there's got to be three males and three females, but then again. If they could do the same thing, really. You yeah. Kind of, like, just put it into categories again. Exactly, yeah. yeah. That's true. So, I mean, I don't know. Fair. Um, but, recommendation for Marriage Story. Definitely. Yeah. Um, and then I just want to run... How long was it? Sorry, quickly. Two hours? Two hours. Two hours. Um, I want to run through some truly Why awful films I've seen on Netflix. <laughs> um... Actually, this one wasn't on Netflix, but Black Christmas. So I thought I'd watch... Ah, oh, Chris- that looks shit. And this is not the <laughs> cinema one. Oh, okay. So this, the one that's currently out in the cinema, which is produced by Blumhouse, is the second remake. Oh, okay. So there's one in the 70s, and there's one in 2006, which is the one I watched. Yeah. Uh, they're all called Black Christmas, spelt sometimes with Xmas, whatever. It's basically a group of sorority girls on Christmas Eve who get stalked and killed by like a serial killer. Essentially, this film was awful. Like, it was the cheesiest, worst acting I've ever seen. So this is the one made in 2010? Six or so, yeah, 2006. Like, it was, I mean, I can't, the the acting was terrible. Like, the kills weren't even very good. Like, I know this sounds like weird coming from me. Well, not weird coming from me, but weird anyway. Like, thank you. 
Sometimes, you, for me anyway, I watch horror films because I expect there to be good deaths or gory deaths or whatever. That makes me weird, whatever. But yeah. this was... Just for clarification, that, that, does, that does make you weird. Yeah. Apparently. This was just an awful film. Like, yeah. the acting, it was horrendous. So it's supposed to be a horror film? Yeah. Okay. It wasn't scary. It was just... It was just like... Is there anyone we know in it? Mary Elizabeth Winstead. She's going to be in Birds <laughs> of Prey. She was in uh, 10 Cloverfield Lane. She was in Final Destination 3. She's like a scream queen. But no, it was dreadful. Um, There's also, I started watching a film called Hit and Run, which is another horror film, which is awful. Again, terrible acting. There was a film called I'm the Pretty Thing That Lives in the House, which is supposedly a horror film. It was on Netflix. It was like quite well received. Um, It was an hour and a half long. I could not tell you anything that happens in it because nothing happens it was like this woman just walks through the house being like oh it's spooky isn't it can I ask you a question yeah because I'm curious do you find I'm just curious for you because obviously we do a podcast and I listen to you uh, talk about horror films quite a lot do you find that you see more horror films that you don't like than you do like like quite a lot more so I would say 90 odd percent of the horror films I watch I don't like so would, what would you say that says about the horror, the horror genre? I think it says more about me okay. than it does about the horror genre. Okay. I think... You think you have a, have a very specific taste? Yes. Okay. So the reason I watch horror films is to push myself mm. in terms of what I can stand to watch. Right. So it all stems from when I was like 14 or so. I watched... Um, I think it was Final Destination 3 and mm. I couldn't watch it mm. because I was... I didn't want to see any of the violence. I could, and then I, you know. <laughs> so I, yeah, I couldn't stand any of the violence. So there's a scene in it where um, oh someone falls on a nail gun, yeah. and the nails go through their head, oh and I couldn't watch that. I was scared, I'm and I know it's like it was, you know, it was just school banter. But people are like, oh, pussy, oh, why are you watching that? Yeah. So I was like, all right. I, I was, you know, yeah, yeah. People were bantering me for it, yeah. so I was like, okay. I'm going to make myself watch this film without covering my eyes. And I did. And I was like, do you know what? It's not that bad. So then I was watching more and more kind of extreme, if you will, films, such as Human Centipede and a Serbian film and Hostel, just to desensitise myself to it. Mm. And so now my expectation is that I want to be pushed. I want to be scared ultimately I want to be scared right. because why do you want to why do you want to be scared though I don't know it's like one of those um, probably masochistic things but it's because there were there was only thank you very much Christopher in the time when I've been accustomed to horror films there's only been like one film that really freaked me out yeah and that was Silent Hill because it was just so like just so strange none of it was like logical and but it was done quite well is that the one where the person comes out the toilet yeah, and like there's a that's siren and then everything turns to blood and like all these weird... Cre- yeah, it was freaky. Mm. So that's what I want. That's my benchmark. Mm. It's like, does anything shit me up? Motherfucking and man. nothing really has. But what I now appreciate is like inventive gory deaths, like yeah. um, kind of like originality. Because in horror, there's so little originality. Yeah. Paranormal Activity, when that came out, unbelievable. Mm. Like brilliant because whilst found footage had been done before with Blair Witch, Cannibal yeah. Holocaust, things like that yeah. this was like 
just a set in someone's house and the tension was built for 90 minutes yeah. and then right at the end you get the jumps yeah, it wasn't you know it was like a jump scare which again i'm not a massive fan of but it was so fresh and new yeah. and then they did it to death yeah. but oh shit so that's ultimately what i'm looking for with horror films is to push me what i can watch what i can take and, and the reason that so many of them i'm not massive fan of is because i find them repetitive yeah it's not necessarily that they don't live up to my they don't scare me because I know that I'm not easily scared. Yeah. But if I find them really repetitive, reliant on jump scares, then I don't really like them very much. So like something like Don't Breathe, which was a horror film a few years ago about someone who was blind. Um, he was like the killer was blind and he relied on sound. Mm. So that was a different the take on it. Killer was blind. Yeah. So these people break into this guy's house because I think he, they think he's captured one of their friends and holding them hostage, but he's blind, so he relies on sound, so they've got to be really quiet. Mm. So again, the tension there is like, they can't make noise because then he'll hear them. So it's a different take rather than like... Was it, good? it sounds like A Quiet Place. It's good. Yeah, yeah exactly. it was, came oh. out a few years before A Quiet Place. But yeah, essentially, so A Quiet Place I really enjoyed because it was original. Mm. Um, so yeah, these whole kind of peeping around a corner and then boo, yeah. I don't like that. Yeah. Um, Fair enough. Also, there was a film I watched on Netflix recently called Creep 2. So it's got Mark Duplass in, who was in The League. Um, Is he, he um, the main character in it? I don't know. You'll recognise him if you see yeah, him. Yeah, I think I will. In The League? Yeah. Like, Which one is long, he? Bra- long brownish hair? The creator of it? He's got brown hair. The creator of it? I don't know. I'll get a picture up of him. Well, it's not, the, it's not a square egg guy who's got the wife, is it? It's the, it's no, the other guy, it's isn't yeah, it? It's the, the guy who creates yeah, the show. I think, it's, I think that's who you're talking about, yeah. That guy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he's the creator of the show. Oh, okay. And so his so, wife is that guy's wife in the show. So he's written these two horror films called Creep and Creep 2. Creep was very run-of-the-mill horror. He literally jumps out. So it's a found footage thing. He employs um, someone to be a, a director mm. because he's a serial killer and he wants to document him killing someone, basically. Mm. But he will literally... You see him stand around the corner, he'll go, boo. That The first one, I was like, that's shit. Yeah. Because he's literally... You know, it is almost pastiching the jump scare. The second one, he... What's pastiche? Second time we use pastiche today. Oh. You have to explain what it is. Oh, pastiche is like satirising. It's taking the piss out of something. Okay. Mocking it. Okay. Um, the second one is about a woman who creates a YouTube series where she... Called Encounters, where she goes to... Um, she basically... She will, like, try and find quirky people on the internet and, like, go and interview them and fulfil what they want so like someone wanted to be mothered and so she will like mother them blah 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 and then she gets this ad through from the guy from the first film Mark Duplass um, and he says oh I want someone to document me as a serial killer mm. and she's like yeah this guy's right up my street she doesn't believe him um, and then like slowly like he does things where he's like oh do you know what I'm not going to kill you today I was going to but I'm not going to kill you and she's mm. like yeah because she doesn't believe him so she goes along with a lot of the things she says and then slowly it's like she realises that he's actually a serial killer and there's tension between whether he wants to kill her or not um, so that was like a new take on it as well and I appreciated that also it didn't scare me I was like yeah this is a different take on the horror film it was film. scary from I guess well it's not a horror film doesn't necessarily have to scare you does it? no but I think the intention is to at least unsettle you yeah so yeah I mean that's primarily why I watch horrors but a lot of them do disappoint me. Chris, you watch horror films. Why do you watch horror films? I used to watch them with my housemates a lot. So it just gave us a little jump and we'd see if we could actually like endure it kind of thing. Mm. But as a house, I don't sit. I'm not like that. I don't just sit there and just watch it. 
I watched Eli the other day because I was like, okay, let's let's give it a go. Let's test my nerve. Yeah. And that was fucking dog shit. Sorry. Yeah, I mean a lot of them are really bad. But they always make money because they're always cheap to make. Mm. Right. Generally. And the thing is with me, I get sucked in when when I see online like someone goes, oh, this is the scariest thing on Netflix. Yeah. And I'm like, oh. Okay, I'll give it a go, and then I'm like. Really? Mm. I don't believe That's, that shit for my, a second. My shit looks scarier than that. Like, come on. Uh, really? <laughs> yeah. Some people are just dog shit for making films. So, I, I find it interesting that you, um, you continually, you continually, or, watch, uh, this I, genre. I don't know when you're going to stop. Because, well, obviously isn't a film that scares you enough to make you think, oh my shit. Not yet, anyway. Yeah, my, my thought was that, you're watching this, this genre, and more often than not, you come away disappointed, but you keep watching it. Mm. So, like, I'm wondering why you keep keep going back. I think it. I think it's it's the quest of I want to be. I want there to be a film where I can't watch it. So, if you get to a point where you reach that film where you can't watch it, then what? I don't know. I guess it will be a question of whether I try and watch it. Right. Okay. Or, I'm like. Do you know I don't what? think I don't think you'll ever. I've reached enlightenment. Like yeah. the. Like, you know, like Buddha. I'd be surprised if you get But then I guess, you know... His own horror film, his death. I guess, you know, <laughs> it's, it's sort of similar with with comedy. You, How many comedy films would you say... That is true. ...are more are funnier than not? That's true. You know, you go because you want to be... You know, you want someone to make you laugh. Yeah. And horror and comedy are quite um, similar in the sense that they both give you a sense of relief. Yeah. They're very subjective as well. Well, they are. Yes, definitely. But... You know, sometimes you actually laugh at horror films because it's such a relief that the tension's over. Over, yeah. And you go, oh, <laughs> like that. Or, you know, when something wasn't as scary as you thought it was going to be. So they're both kind of emotive releases. Mm. Um, I guess it's just I'm a bit more morbid. But on that lovely note, this was episode 99. We need to think about what we're going to do for our century. We do. Um, um, I was going to say, I mean, might as well say this one here, because why not? Um, obviously, after Christmas... Uh, you won't be here for probably a little bit of time. I'm not here, so I reckon the next episode why, have to why be. Because obviously going back to to oh, hook. Well, ah. Oh. Cool. Yeah. To sorry. Don't know if you want to tell me. Tell me, but um, um, and also I won't be here till like I'll be gone till about mid January. So yeah, the next episode's gonna have to be in a. It'll have to be February. I'm, I'm, I'm away at the end of January. Uh, yeah. So fuck it. Where are you going? Copenhagen. And obviously, want to do this at a time where. We're all, all together. together. Yeah, well, alright, gives us about a month to, to plan. Yeah, to plan. True. Um, we'll probably do a wrap up of 2019. Yeah. Don't we have, think we've staggered our uh, episodes recently as well. So, yeah, there's a lot. Merry Christmas, Happy New Year. Um, happy Hanukkah, Happy Kwanzaa. If you've got ideas of what we can do for episode 100, Hello, tweet Hello, us Hello, with you. at YSC Podcast 17, yeah. Facebook, Instagram, Jesus, all that Jesus jazz. Your average critics. Yeah. Um, Buddha. Yeah. Red Buddha in the Monday. Vishnu. Man like.